Let's lower that volume, folks. Let's get that all the way down here. What's up? This is Sports Geeks number one, two, three. I'm Francisco, joined by my buddy Charles. Once more, we, we got another show for you. We, we might talk about sports. It's it's increasingly getting to the point where we will not be talking about sports at all. So, but I think that I think that that might have been the trajectory a long, long time ago. We just didn't know it, you know. It just kind of formed itself that way. I mean, it's not like those guys in Always Sunny Philadelphia where they they, they knew what their characters were going to be in the future. Like Mac always knew his character was always secretly gay, and like Dennis always knew his uh, or Glenn Howerton knew always knew Dennis was a was a serial killer, you know. So. So I think I think that's that's to the point where we're, we we kind of already knew that this show was just gonna delve into just being I don't know we might as well just call it goose at this point. <laughs> Andrew's well, not no. here for now. He he Spoiler said he'll life. he said he'll be back for the second half because of course he's he's off doing his his professional duties for college football. You know, and and he's so, special now. Yeah. Yeah, so he's. Uh, we still suck. <laughs> uh, I actually we do just have, call it suck goofs. I, I do have an article that I'm getting ready to to write about hockey, so uh, I do have something in the works for that. So I, I, I you change, be, man. I will be putting that. Well, I mean, I used to do this, and then you know, I went to law school, and that completely destroyed my life. You know, I was man before law school, man. I was I was doing hockey media. I was going to press conferences, doing that. I was in CrossFit. I was in the best shape of my life, man. I was, you know, I was, I was lifting. I was, I was a sexy beast. Mm. Then I went to law school, and it all went away. And look at me now, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. So we have that. We we got this going. We we got lots of stuff. You know, we got Prani's Hockey World. You know. You, and get the best of the best. Oh yeah, yeah. Get the lowest prices. You got the biggest selection of all your products. Lowest prices, biggest selection of closeout and prior products. Charles, they got lots of stuff. I'm looking to get a new hockey stick because I did a good thing. Okay, I was I was over at the at the rink, right there in Tama Miami Park, right next to FIU, just skating around. You know, had an opening. During the day, while well, uh, for for work, things are opening up this week because a lot of people are canceling here because they don't want to be here <laughs> for Thanksgiving, you know. And and last year, last year's Thanksgiving wasn't wasn't that great, right, for a lot of people. So I could see why people are, are itching to see each other this year. Anyways, I was at the rink. I was skating around, and other people were showing up. Well, I was probably like around six o'clock or something. You know, sun's going down, and and this kid, I don't know, he's probably like. 14 years old or something like that, looked like it. And he was skating around, and uh, he didn't have proper hockey skates. He just had, like, inline skates or whatever, rollerblades. And he was skating around, and he had, like, this makeshift hockey stick that he made. Like a makeshift one, like, made out of, like, PC, PVC pipe. And, and it was just, like, a flat kind of thing. Like, they sh- I don't know how he made this. And it was pretty amazing, actually. So I, he was just kind of running around there, and I, I had my pucks and my, and my stuff out there on, on the... Uh, on the rank there, and, and I was, he was like, hey, can I, whatever? I'm like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, whatever, I don't care. I'm just sitting there resting. And and so he's lo- going around, and he, he, wants, he wanted to see my stick. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. My stick was kind of a beat-up old stick right there. And I was like, okay. And he wanted to try it around, and he's like asking me about it. I'm like, yeah, you know, you can. And I was trying to tell him, hey, he's a pretty cheap stick. You can get them online pretty cheaply. And so, like, 
But I, I think he was like starting to get into hockey. It seemed that way. He seemed like he was, he was like really interested in it. I mean, heck, shit, he made his own stick. You know, I mean, how do you? Who does that? Who does that nowadays? But he did it. And so I was, he was like practicing around, and he was like trying to hit some slap shots and stuff like that. And then he comes back to me and says, like, "Oh man, it broke." I'm like, "Oh, you know, my my little heart." I'm like, "Oh man, this sucks." And so he's and he's and he's still trying to you know mess around with like the broken PVC pipe and with stuff like that. He's and so like I skate around some more. I'm just there maybe maybe like twenty minutes or something. He's still there. And so before I leave, I'm like I'm like, hey kid, do you want this stick? And he's like, he's like for real. I'm like, yeah yeah, just just take it. Whatever. I just I, I'm stick. trying not to laugh, but I just think of the Joe, me and Joe Green Coca-Cola thing. <laughs> Just throw my hey, my dirty ass hey, jersey, my dirty gloves. Thick. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so, uh, you know, try to contribute to the game of hockey down here in South Florida. So yeah, just gave him my stick. Just say, hey, here you go, man. Here you go. Just tape it up. Tape it up the bottom. It's beat up a little bit, but you know, at least it, it probably won't break on you as easy as PVC pipe. So there you go. That was my, my good deed. So I'm in the hunt for another hockey stick, and I'll probably get at Prodi's Hockey Roll. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. You see? Now, that's an ad read, people. That's an ad read, all right? A touching story to, to, to tie into it. We're broke. That's why. <laughs> we we'll really have to, you know, Francisco went to me and said, hey, how dramatic can you make this? And I was like, I got this. I, I tugged at the heartstrings because yeah. I know that's how I'll do up in this business. So yeah, so yeah, yeah, I gave away my stick, and I'll I'll, I'll be getting you one. Um, anyways, so we got that, and let's see. So there's there's some 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 hockey stuff. I can get the Panthers are, are still hot right now. They're still the they still got the most points in the NHL to start out the season thus far. We're already a quarter into the season now, and they are literally the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup, which is scary to me, Charles. This is really scary. I, 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 I don't know how to feel. I, I feel I, good. I, I feel good, but I feel that there's this trepidation, man. There's just this, this, this. Welcome to being a Tennessee Titan fan. This is scary, man. How do you do this? How do you live with expectations like this? I mean, crap. It's called you temper set expectations, sir. I'm trying, man. And the heck, we, you know, our head coach resigns. We're still doing great. You know, our best player, Barkov. He's he's week to week with an injury. I mean he's 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 back to you know skating on the ice and practice and stuff like that. So that's good news. But like, but like he gets injured, we're still doing good. It's like wow, what what's going on? Sergey Bobrovsky is like amazing again. We got a Bro top Brosky. five. We got a top five defense. We got the number one offense. I mean, I I don't I, I feel so scared. I feel so some people are act, like the Stanley Cup, the, the Holy Grail, the, this this thing that I I I truly want to see for myself with the Florida Panthers name on you know etched into it, and yet I oh man my team this team the one that here in South Florida the no the, the team that people forget about until it's April or May and and you know maybe the Miami Heat get eliminated and then people will pay attention to them but they got to make it past the first round for once at least. And, and yeah, yeah, it's it's scary. They're they're ten and zero at home, and they're the fourth team in NHL history to do that. So now we're we're getting into historical levels of greatness. And this team is deep. the The interim coach is picking up right where Q left off. I, 
I don't know. We have an ownership that's willing to spend? Like, right up to the cap? You seem like you're in heaven. Uh, yeah, we've got the arena. We've got the, the dormant fan base that's, you know, I guess it'll be like locusts once, if the Panthers actually go on a run. It's going to be rats everywhere, man. Sheesh. Uh, can you, uh, like... And this 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 pleases me in a sense because I hope it happens. I hope the Panthers really do go on a Stanley Cup run because I want to see, I want to see what this what South Florida looks like with a good Florida Panthers team and a shitty Miami Dolphins team. Um, well, I don't really know what's. <laughs> well, it's basically the equivalent if there was a Miami Marlins winning a World Series. Yeah, but like a cons- no, but I'm saying that because because if the Panthers do win it, it isn't going to be like a one and done type of thing. It'll be like oh no, they're going to try and keep contending. Year in, year out. It's not like the Marlins where they'll just blow up the team in like a year or two, you know? Yeah, like, they're not just give up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, that'll that be the thing, right? How's, uh, how's Andrew's Tampa Bay Lightnings? Because they are back-to-back champs. And usually I never give much credence to the prior champs. But I got to respect back-to-back a little bit. You know, this is me who calls everybody a fraud, says it's not real, jumps bandwagons against teams that should be good. Um yeah. You suck ass. Well, okay, so like right now, we can do a like quick run through of the NHL right now. So Panthers are on top in their division. They're uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs fans are of course uh, completely uh, overbearing on their team. The, oh, they with the slow start and somebody threw their jersey on the ice. They're only two points behind the Panthers right now. The team got hot again. They're a good team. I don't know what to tell you. The only thing is they don't do good in the playoffs. The same thing with the Panthers. Same problem. They both have the same problem. They can't get past the first round. So there you go. And the Lightning are right there. They got 23 points. They're doing all right. They, I think they had the, the, another lull once uh, the, the, the championship hangover. And remember, they've got, they got two of these. And they've been two quick turnarounds of offseason. So I don't know how long the Lightning keep this up. But they're, they're there. They're, they haven't gone away. They're still there. So I'm not... I'm not going to completely shun them away already. The, 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 the team is still pretty much intact. So that's that. The Carolina Hurricanes, uh, another hot team. Uh, in fact, they have the same amount of points as the Panthers. Panthers beat them already the first time they're one-on-one matchup this season. So so we got that at least. So we've, we've beaten them. Uh, but the, the Washington Capitals, they're, they're still good. They're two points behind them. And the New York Rangers are back. New York Rangers have started off pretty well this season. And actually, the last couple of seasons, they've been they've been surprisingly all right. It looked like the, the, they kind of had that kind of sort of uh, sort of like a small rebuild, trying to get to some reload. Re- yeah, a small rebuild, some reloading there. You know, uh, Henrik Lundqvist rec- uh, retired and all that stuff. So, so all that all that got. They they just transitioned to this new era and looks like they're they're finally getting back into it. And they got the Blue Jackets and the Penguins. They're 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 kind of hanging around there. The Blue Jackets are surprising because it seemed like nobody wants to be in Columbus, Ohio, and yet the team still finds a way to kind of they're they're a scrappy team. They're they're one of those teams. They're a pretty scrappy team. And the Penguins are there, and they they got Crosby back finally. And we'll see what happens when they get healthy. Uh, with everybody, him and Malkin and, and those guys, I don't think they're gonna. They're not going away anytime soon. Uh, but I don't know if their championship window has already closed by this point, and they're just kind of sticking around with those two guys until they retire. But yeah, so there's that Western Conference. Panthers beat Minnesota most recently. They're they're leading the Central. St. Louis is right behind them by a point. Same thing with the Winnipeg Jets. 
uh, Pacific. I haven't been watching much of the Pacific Division. The Calgary Flames are in first place. That's a surprise to me. The Edmonton Oilers are right behind them, and uh, they, they should be, you know, that, that it should be the Oilers' division to lose at this point, unless the Vegas Golden Knights can actually turn around. The Anaheim Ducks are third place in their division in a playoff spot, which is surprising to me. They're a rebuilding team, but I guess the first quarter of the season, maybe they're, they're, they're playing above their heads. I don't know. I haven't been watching Anaheim, so I don't know what's going on. I know Vegas is started off slow, where then they should be a championship contender, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, what's going on with them? Maybe they've had some injuries, and then you got the Nashville Predators, who are always, always you know hovering around there. The and you know, some teams that are just kind of starting off slow. You got Colorado, um, who should be better. Panthers beat them, but but I think it's they'll eventually get it going. Uh, they've got a lot of games uh, that to, to make up for because other teams have played like two or three more games than them, so that that should be rectified pretty soon enough with the. Avs taking their rightful spot. Uh, the new team, the Seattle Kraken, are not doing well. They are not replicating what the Vegas Golden Knights did a few years ago. They are a bad team. They are five and twelve, so they're they're just not good. They are the second worst team in the NHL right now, or third worst team in the NHL right now. So I mean, I guess that's the upside, right? <laughs> they're not the worst they're team. Be the new franchise and they're not, not the worst. Be the team. worst. Uh, they're not the worst team, but they're definitely not good. But I just think of Letterkenny and the uh, hockey coach. I don't know if you watch the show, but how he's just basically going to be trash everything. And in my mind, I'm like, you're losing to a team that was just been born, a new infant baby. So, um. Uh, actually, I mean, I, I forgot to put this uh, this wrestling game in the background here to put something there. I put a fatal four way there. Let's put a well, let's make it a the freaking uh, let's make it a TLC, All right, Charles? We okay. put in the SmackDown. You know, that's, that's appropriate considering the fact that there is going to be no TLC pay per view this month. Oh, so yeah, let's let's put some some randomness here. Let's see who do they started off with. So Batista, Big Show, Booker T, and Carlito. That actually does feel like circa 2005 booking, and it is. It is. Yeah. This game is straight from 2005. So, Jesus Christ, man, you are good. <laughs> you are good. Of all the things I could be gifted on in life, <laughs> that not for being smart, not for being intelligent, you know, not for anything, not even for being six feet tall and a professional basketball player, nothing like that. It's just because I could just tell you what year a wrestling game was not even intentionally <laughs> just incidentally out of all things do you know how depressing that must feel for me yeah super well let's see got mama makes you proud you uh, did it who do i who do i put in this man all right i'm gonna let me let me pause this game so yeah. i can all right so if you want to make this like a legitimate tlc i think you keep the first three kurt angle i don't see him in a tlc match really so we'll right. skip that so bautista big show booker we leave those guys uh, well, you need a high flyer. You got powerhouse guys. You need a high flyer. All right, so let's keep going down um, here. We're going down. I feel like Ray Mysterio is just going to be your perfect choice, or Jeff Hardy if Jeff Hardy's in that game. Before oh, there's Ray Mysterio. He's right there. So, um, yeah, you can put Ray. Ray. Okay, so we got Ray. Uh, let me see Ray. Because I don't think Eddie Guerrero had died yet, okay, so but, they didn't really give him the push until they could pop. Batista. Let's see. Christian Eddie Guerrero's here. So there he is. 
Um, let's see. JBL John Cena, Kane, Kenzo Suzuki, Muhammad Hassan, Orlando Jordan, Paul London, Randy Orton, Rene Dupree, Ric Flair, Rob Van Dam, Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin. You should definitely have Rob Van Dam in there. Okay. All right. Okay. And we got, Bat- all right, starting off with Bautista again, going down the list. Big Show, Booker T, Carlito, Chris Benoit. Uh- <laughs> we, we can't support that, unfortunately. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's so weird, like, watching his matches and appreciating his matches. For those who don't know, Chris Benoit killed himself, his wife, and his yeah. kid in, like, 2008. But um, you can't stop the streaming. Yeah. Vince, not this time. Yep, and you can't stop the 2005 era GameCube and Xbox games and PS2 games. Uh, the Hurricane, Triple H, Undertaker, William Regal, and Christine. I got to think of who would be champ in 2005. So, uh, and who would be the appropriate? We do so not put Stacey Keebler. We don't advocate violence there. But no, Batista works. And I think you do Big Show as well. All right. Unless so. you want to just keep it towards one big menacing power guy, and then they have to get everybody else Batista, into we'll, it. No, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll 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 put this here now. Uh, all right. Uh, match rules. Yeah, let's just put no limit. And uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, we ready? Oops. Come on. All right. So that's in the background. We'll have that going. It will be better than any of the current booking that they've been doing now. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, you were, you were, you were not happy. Last, you were not. La- you were not happy last week. You were not I'm salty, happy bro. whatsoever. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I didn't even watch Survivor Series. Yeah, Ooh. but that's because the card was, you know, lame sauce to Charles. So it's like only adds more. Only adds more to your apathy right now. Uh, okay, so. Uh, yeah, so that's the rundown of NHL. That's what's going down. That's what's happening. That's what's 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 going. On. So, anyways, uh, that's what's up. Let's go see. Yeah, let's talk about NFL, right? We're we're like yeah, we're, we're we're about twenty minutes in. We didn't talk hey, about Rogers last. lost. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let's let's get into it. So we're twenty minutes in. We didn't talk about it last week. You know the Miami effing Dolphins, man. Now they're winning. You know. Now people are actually talking about, oh, what if they do on a run? They're not going to make a run. You know what's going to happen? It's exactly what's going to happen. I told this to Doug. They're going to finish 8-9. and nine. Watch. They're going to finish 8-9. and nine. Still be right in the same position where they're at, where people think, well, you know, if we get a couple more pieces, we could, we, we might actually have something. We can we get a couple of guys, you know, surround some, some guys around Tua. You know, we could win three more games and make the playoffs. That That's what, exactly what's going to happen. That's what's gonna happen. Guys with Tua, that's the you thing. Know. They, the guys who you're surrounded just can't play ball. Yeah, so, Fuller's not healthy. Monte Parker's not healthy. None of the receivers are healthy. None of them are healthy. Not a single. Oh no, no, Jalen Waddle's healthy. Oh yeah, J- yeah, Jaylen but they Waddle don't use him. It's useless. <laughs> I'm use just gonna him. say, and I'm not saying that coming daggers on Jalen Waddle. And Gasicki's but... actually a decent tight end. They just need to utilize him in the. They just don't know how to utilize him. That's all. It could be a. Trailer. I mean, they do him enough. He's he's literally your um, leading receiver. But he's. I mean, he's the only guy that actually has a brain uh, on the offense. Because you, you, I don't know. You saw that thing where he was like yelling at guys to get into right right formation and things like that. But yeah, I, he's visibly frustrated with this team. And anyways, the yeah, AFC East is winnable. 
Well, because the bills are frauds, and uh, let it be known. Yeah, that I said that ish. Right where we're calling, did I not in the beginning of the season? I want my credit. Yeah. So, all right, we have receipts. We have recorded audio of it. The so. bill is due to the bills. <laughs> so, yeah, Dolphins face the Jets. It's the Jets. The Dolphins won by a touchdown. They've concerning. I, I, they they've won seven of the last eight games against the Jets, sure, and and I. Is that even a real rivalry anymore? It's not. It's definitely no. It used to be back when the Patriots weren't dominating, back but when y'all were just fighting over who's the best lover to Chad Pennington. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like once the Patriots just won those those initial three. It, it, it was over. It didn't matter the rivalry between any other teams. It was just like, oh, can any of them stop the Patriots? And it, none of them could. None of them could. I think they all had their shots. We might the, not be stopping the Patriots. The Dolphins had a couple seasons there. The the Jets had the you know, Rex Ryan, uh, freaking um, Sanchez era that they for, for like a couple seasons. And then the Bills at the tail end with, with Tom Brady. But there's... Uh, it really doesn't matter. Anyways, Joe Flacco is still in the NFL, everybody. I, yeah, Joe I, Flacco actually I, is a competent backup. <laughs> so, uh, look at this. He's he's lost 14 of his last 16 starts dating back to 2018. But, I mean, that, that's, that's I hate those kind of stats, yeah, though. I know. Because look at where he was playing at collectively. Yeah, Denver, mm-hmm. which was a bad team. And then um, the Jets. So, like... No, let's. I'm not saying Joe Flacco is a guy that I would Brad Dilford out with, or Brad Johnson out with, or Trent mm-hmm. Dilford. Sorry, I merged yeah. them. Yeah, you did. Well, they're basically the same guy, right? So I think people like Brad. <laughs> honestly, Brad honestly, Dilford. if you put Brad, if you, uh, I almost said this myself, if you put Brad Dilford, if, if you put both of them in front of me and just told me their opposite names, I would be like, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely him. Okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah. tell the difference between the two. You know, so we we talk about punchable faces. Is Trent Dilfer like a punchable face to you? Uh, let's see. Hold on, I, I feel, looks like. I feel oh yeah, that's right. That's what he looks like. Is, he's on. Yes. He's on TV. That's right. Um, I, I feel I'm like not at it like a hater. I, I, I'm I, coming at, at it as a as a observer. Him having that Super Bowl ring kind of gives him a sort of arrogance False in a sense. Exactly. Where he has a Super Bowl ring, but it's only because he was on that Ravens team with like the amazing defense. That's it. That's the only reason. He's the why. only guy I know that you won a Super Bowl and the team didn't want to sign you back. They were <laughs> like, "We'll take the chance with Kyle Bowler." Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, the kids were like, "Who? Kyle Bowler was a not so good first round draft. Ooh, that is a player or remember to forget. That is for he sure. was either first or a third. All right, all right let's make him our player remember for forget. You know, because I didn't even plan that segment. And that kind of that that makes a lot of sense to to put as someone because man, I haven't heard that name in forever. Let's go. Let, let what is what did Kyle Bowler do in his career? Where is he? What's he doing now? What's okay? What's what's happened in his life? So Kyle Bowler. Let's see. Let's go on Wikipedia here. Let's see. What what school did he go to? He went to Cal. Drafted in two thousand and three, in the first round, nineteenth pick overall. He's 40 years old now. Uh, I thought he was older, but okay, apparently not. You get into the league so young and you're out of the league so young. Played for Baltimore in 2003-2008. St. Louis 
for a season, then Oakland, and then it was on the practice squad or whatever with the San Diego Chargers, you know. So there you go. Uh, let's see. What were the stats? Let's see. 48 touchdowns to 54 interceptions. 8,931 passing yards. A QB rating of a very nice 69.5. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there he is with the Ravens. Uh, let's see. Gosh. I- I'm trying. <laughs> uh, the personal life, let's see. Uh, he married former Miss California, USA. And then they had a child in 2011. He had a second. I, I, and I guess he. We don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing in his life right now. So there you go. It's, he's living a good life. He's yeah, being he's anonymous. A quiet, yeah, quiet life. You know, he doesn't have to put himself in front of the TV like Trent Dilfer does. You know, with that one Super Bowl ring. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, Trent Dilfer is not on TV. I bet you. I bet you he's not. Uh, let's see. So it'll be Rich Gannon. Well, Rich Gannon is already on TV, but, you know, yeah. still spread that love. Yeah. So there you okay. go. And yeah, there's that's it. That's what he. I don't even know how, that. That's that's all the <laughs> stuff about Kyle Bowler. Well, remember to add on about Kyle Bowler is that he was pop, he basically replaces Trent Dilfer. Yeah. And then what occurs is that they're like, oh, Kyle, you're not doing it. Then they trade for my boy, Steve Young. Mm-hmm. And then so, Steve Young breaks into a 13-3 year, and then of course typical Steve Young gets injured right after that, and that leads to the Joe Flacco era. But technically, they went for. Um, Troy Smith, and that was like disaster in a ball with that man, and it worked out. And then they're like, "We're going to draft a certain Delaware quarterback that we just talked about, Joe Flacco." So it, it was mm. the first ever player we remember forget that came full circle. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. So here we are. Okay. So that's Kyle Bowler, everybody, and that's our our talk about the the Jets and the Dolphins. I don't want to talk about no more. The Patriots beat the Falcons twenty five to nothing. It's not even fair. Why so, even put that on Thursdays? Can they just flex out? You know how they used to flex out some things? Yeah, the Monday night like, games. Oh, yeah. This is not the game that you want to see on a Thursday, homie. Yeah, Trust but, us. I mean, this was initially how Thursday night football was, right? It was just a bunch of crappy games that two, like, two I can teams, never say I see, I've seen a good one. Yeah. Can't say. I think it, it really is for teams that would never get a Sunday night or a Monday night game. And it's like, you know, just put them on Thursday night and, and make them feel like they have a prime time, prime time game, but they kind of don't and uh yeah so the patriots they're in first place now they're seven and four look Yay. at that bill belichick gets a quarterback again and and i don't know <laughs> we're back well, to 2001 you know, everybody all the, dudes, all the dudes you spend money on yeah you know there's a point to be proven is that with that talent that was so depleted last year because it wasn't just offense they spent money on they spent a crap ton of money on that defense yeah matthew drew on all that but it goes to show big pockets matter. So quit being small change with some of these teams out there. Mm. So and Matt, I, I just don't know who their running backs are. I know it's Damian Harris and then um, JJ Harris or whatever his name is, but that's what I'm saying. So they just get dudes to be good everywhere. Uh, let's see. So rushing yards for that game, Damian Harris, 56 yards, Ramond, um, Ramondre Stevenson yeah. with a very nice 69 yards there. There you go. So that's that's the stuff. But Mac Jones, he's he's uh, joined Dak Prescott. Ben Roethlisberger is the only rookie QB to win each of their first five career road starts. So there you go. Well, and that uh, stupid stat man. 
yeah. I, I never get like I said, it's like you're not personally playing all positions. Yeah, exactly. But that's just me being like blast sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bill Belichick with five straight games. He's, this one actually matters because it's like, okay, he's the coach. He's directly involved, right? Uh, five straight games, his longest single-season streak as a head coach without Tom Brady. So there you go. And uh, Matt Ryan is 0-5 in his career versus Bill Belichick, including the Super Bowl. Can uh, we just free Matt Ryan from the Falcons? They <laughs> obviously do not have a clear-cut plan. Oh, yeah, the Falcons the are. Poor just... guy is just subjected to such terrible pain. Yeah, so he's he's there. Um, and, yeah. Eagles beat the Saints 40-29. to Not even fair. So Jalen Hurts, first QB in Philadelphia history with three rushing touchdowns. Uh Really? I, I, hold on. Let me make sure this. this post- yeah, three rushing touchdowns in a single game. In a single game, not not overall. Okay. Because like, I'm like, well, yeah. I'm sure, pretty darn damn sure Donovan McNabb scored a few rushing touchdowns. I was thinking Mike Vick, man. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He was there. That that was his uh, uh his rehab, his rehab, his image rehab city, right? That's redemption. Yeah, exactly. That's all that. Yeah. So yeah, Jalen Hurts uh, surpassed Randall Cunningham for the most games with. Two plus rushing touchdowns among QBs in Eagle history. So, yeah, the man is running. The man is running. Uh, Mark Ingram, 100 plus scrimmage yards in two straight games. Yeah. The Saints. Uh, Cam Jordan, four, four sacks in his last five games for the Saints. And, yeah. Oh, so there's Philly. They're, they're five and six. Saints are five and five. They're there. The teams are there. Uh, two other teams that are just there, the football team and the Panthers, 27 and 21. I have nothing to say about this game. <laughs> the return of Cam that got spoiled by Riverboat Ron. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was the only feel-good story about that, right? Was was Cam Newton returning? And it kind but of, then you lose. Yeah, well, uh, but he scored. Got a couple there. So that, that was good. Uh, anyways, yeah, and they lose to Ron Rivera, right? His former, the one that kind of, gotten kicked out so that kind of sucks the colts here we go charles here we go here we are Uh, carson wetz could score some points i mean i don't think he's 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 been all right with the Colts. i keep thinking he's gonna die every every game but (laughs) i don't know it's just kind of my his his injury history i feel like he's always on the cusp of, of of a catastrophic injury of some sort but uh, well, when you don't play real teams, it all comes easy. Oh yeah, oh, that's for you. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills don't look like a real team anymore, huh? So, uh, forty-one it. to fifteen, man. The Bills have not. Jeez, re- they I lose to it. Jacksonville. They're over to Indianapolis. Or no, it. well, they were at home actually. They weren't going to Indianapolis. They were at home. They were at home. Forty-one to fifteen. Forty-one to fifteen. Had five yeah, touchdowns, sure. man. <laughs> no, I'm insulted. I'm, I'm going to take this right here. Here we go. People are trying to pull this whole Jonathan Taylor for MVP crap. But when I was calling that stuff for mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, you know, so stop putting MVP to any guy just because they helped you win your fantasy game. That ish stops here. And we know Jonathan Taylor's a good running back. That's why Marlon Mack was left in the aftermath of irrelevance. And Carson Wentz, well, you know, I can tell you now, when the game's online, he chokes. So, ha, 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 ha. 
Um, and I can speak that from how we just handed it to him a couple of games ago. Mm. But stop it with the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I did say that the Colts were a legitimate playoff team. We have the benefit of being like three games up on them and then clear them out in a sweep. So I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to play them because they're really kind of, they're kind of like us. They're scrappy. How they're built. They're, yeah, they're scrappy. They're built. And then um, I don't think the Colts um, have ever given up on a game. They, they always yeah. seem to just kind of try and make something happen. Unlike the Buffalo Bills. Who, yeah. This is a second part of feeling right. Cause like I had to put that Jonathan Taylor for MVP stuff to rest. Yes, I know. I know he is now the leading rusher, kids, and he will soon be. However, he only got to be in the leading rusher when the true leading rusher, the true king, was out, and that was three oh, yeah. games later. Yeah. Recognize my realness, yeah, I know. please. Mm-hmm. I, I, that that's that ish, I cannot take. As Gwen Stefani would say, this ish is bananas. B a n a n a n s. Um, but the Colts, they're not a team I necessarily want to play, and they. They also suffer from everybody's injured, too. So best of luck to them because I'm not too concerned about T.Y. Hilton, but uh, healthy Michael Pittman along with some of the other guys that they drafted. I I don't want want that smoke. You know what I mean? I don't want that smoke. Mm. Even though we're built well defensively, I still don't want that smoke. But with the Bills, listen, uh, this is where I'm going to get on my soapbox. I'm going to take the soapbox. Mm -hmm. When I looked at it, I said, wow, they did not get a running back. And I like Devin Singletary, but Devin Singletary is kind of like the Darren Sproyles effect of a player and how it worked with the Chargers many, many, many moons ago. He's your prototypical scat back, but you take into consideration Zach Moss didn't really wow anybody on draft him. Zach Moss last year, keep that in mind, so I can I can throw that shade. I'm going to throw that shade. But they get anything, and then they're like, oh, we're going to give you um, Michael Cole Beasley. I hope I said Michael Beasley. Horrors, <laughs> but so we're giving you Cole Beasley, He's back who hasn't <laughs> he hasn't done anything, and then you have a tight end Dawson Knox. Okay, but you looked at who they were beating this year; it wasn't really anybody collectively great. When you're beating a Washington team that's erratic, when you're beating a um, when you're beating a I'm I'm to find this. when you're beating a Texans team that doesn't have Tyrod Taylor to start. And you're just going Davis Mills. Some things don't kind of work in together, but y'all want to harp on that and hold, you want to break bread on that and why your team's legitimate. And they might get it back, but they might cost themselves because they don't game plan properly. So the Colts have have beaten this year. Let's see, where are we going back here? Uh, Let's see, when was the start of the season? So they, uh, was it their opening game was against the Seahawks, right? So they lost, uh, let's see, they lost close game to the Rams. They lost to you guys. They beat mm-hmm. the Dolphins for their first win. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. They beat they uh, they lost the Ravens in overtime. Then, then they beat the Texans. The Texans are bad. They beat the 49ers. Then they lost to you guys again in OT. Then they beat the Jets. Then they beat the Jaguars. Now they beat the Bills. So and the Bills can't beat anybody who's a legitimate team. I'm still salty by the fact that people did not give us our credit for beating them. That's why I'm also additionally bringing that hate train to the Bills. I can live with them like doing well. They were great last year, partially I feel, because it was like, oh, hey, we have Stefan Diggs, and for some reason no one wanted to cover Stefan Diggs. This year people were like, we're going to cover Stefan Diggs. Yeah, it's going to make sense. We're going to do this. And now you're seeing the byproduct of it because they've already lost or matched all the games they lost last year mm-hmm. this year, which could be concerning when you have a 7-4 Bill Belichick team. And I'll tell you now, we're losing to Belichick this week. 
you know, I, I told you guys the Texas game was a trap game, but the Bel- the Belichick team, they're not even the Patriots to me. They're just the Belichick team. Yeah. Are structurally sound and they're just complete. Yeah. So they're going to go a nice. They've got a rhythm total. going too. They got a good rhythm yeah. going. Because like it's fundamental football. We play that too. It's just we just can't do it with a thirty-six-year-old running back, and that's why we waved him. So bye, bye, Adrian Peterson. But that's yeah. all I got. Bills. They're frauds. I'm not convinced. Yeah. So and, and like the Patriots. Let's see. So they've and look at the teams the Patriots have beaten. So and just to evaluate kind of the AFC. So they they beat they lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins barely won. So that, that's kind of that's kind of, that's part of their one game that it's like we should have had that one. It was that mm-hmm. it was that one. Then they go off, beat the Jets. Then they lose to the Saints. Uh, they they lose to the Bucks. Then beat the Texans because that's what everybody's doing. They lose to the Cowboys, and then uh, they start getting on a roll, right? They they beat the Jets again, so it's like okay, all right, they got the sweep there. But then they beat the Chargers. So it's like oh okay, that, that's a legitimate win, right? The, 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 then they beat the the Panthers. We're just there; they were frauds. And I got off that bandwagon. Then they beat the Browns. And then they beat the Falcons, and it's like okay, they're they're racking up some wins. They're racking up they're racking up wins against teams they should beat. Yeah, and that's the best. Which way is not what the Bills are doing. Which is not what the Bills are doing. The Jaguars, man. Well, the Dolphins did. And so. I know I lost to the Jets and the <laughs> Texans, but it's not really close yet in our division. No, the no the Jets the Jets are good for like one or two upset victories per year. They're and they're good enough for that. They always get one or two of those, right? And but, yeah, the the Bills have not beaten the teams they should beat, and the Patriots have been. And the Patriots have lost to teams they should have lost to, and they've beaten teams that they, they that they should have beaten. So that's that's what's going on right now with them, and then that puts them in the first place because the Bills are not doing that. So that's what's going down. All right, moving on. Let's see. <laughs> this game didn't matter. The Browns and the Lions. Uh. Is Baker Mayfield just the most unlikable quarterback? You heard his um, what he put out there that he doesn't really care what fans think about offense and stuff like that. Mm. So to really segment it, because I'm not going to take the time to review yeah. Baker Mayfield, but he said something of that akin and that how he was just pissed at himself for how the offense has been, and you know he's like I don't really care about what fans think. I keep it to my teammates. And ba- the Browns are the most like inconsistent team of how my optimism is for them or support of them because when they draft the Baker, I'm like, yeah, I want to see good. I don't want them to do bad. And the following year when everyone's crowning them, which quotes the best Delaney Walker quote, whatever y'all want to crown them, crown them, but you still got to play the game. I was anti them. And then last year, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, give it to them. Give it to the Steelers. Mess it up. And then now I'm just like, y'all, y'all want to crown them? Really? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's like my mindset. So they're really inconsistent. But they're doing him no good. But the reason why your offense sucks is because y'all can't keep with your dudes and you you're just too predictable to a degree because if there's no run game you're losing and they're winning it'll probably make the playoffs i mean they're they're in a they're in a division that pretty much any of those teams can win that division yeah and the nfl has catered to your division to allow victories for all three of your teams to make it because of your franchises and players but i'm like eh, man is he is he just not likable coming into it because remember he's trying to go for that extension and it's about community sometimes mm-hmm. who you want to keep around people because his body of work, you have one playoff game, you are the Browns, you suck, but if you feel that you can just go on the cheaper and get dudes and develop them there, why would you want to pay him $130 million for you know four years, five years? Especially it it really depends on all these players. It really depends on how they – like if they feel like they can run this offense with that with any other quarterback, then yeah. you know, Can't you? 
realistically thinking, can yeah. you not already do that? Yeah, you can. Because it, it's and also he's very hurt this year too. So the guy, poor guy, shouldn't be playing. He, it's the Carson Wentz, are you going to die kind of thing? I don't <laughs> yeah, having anybody, but he's all busted up. But really, if it's run the ball with Hunt, run the ball with Chubb, um, three yard slant route to Jarvis Landry, who I just want him to be traded to. I know that mm. sounds you know terrible, but wouldn't you like he's not doing anything there? He's he, he's not playing up to this final. Jarvis Landry will get you numbers. He will get you. Yeah. he will get you yards. He's yeah, he's he's solid and dependable, but he's hurt and you know Baker's not really go his way because he's like where's Austin Hooper where's Austin Hooper where's David Njoku where's my running backs they're not really the first options which I feel minorly gives some credibility to a certain running back or not running back wide receiver in LA right now mm. because we already knew Baker has is the wet blanket with tight ends but um I don't know it's the Browns. Yeah, We're not gonna meet them and they're in the out, north, but... so they, they they could legitimately win that division just by winning out their, their the rest of the division. I don't know games, because know? a certain team, even without my MVP choice of the year, that's not Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson can still win. That well, they're in first place, so if they they keep it together well, like and two, if if yeah, they're who the the Ravens. They're, yeah. they're seven and three right now, so they're a game up on the Bengals at the moment. And of course, that Steelers have the tie game <laughs> that they have for against the Lions. The like, Lions. That hurt. That, that hurts them. So, and then the Browns are there at six and five, so they're still above five hundred. And and look, the the Ravens lost to the Dolphins, so that was a thing. Like the Ravens yeah. are perfectly. Thank you for that because that's what helps yeah. me. The Ravens are perfectly capable of like playing down to their competition or just like, having bad games. So there's a possibility that they could lose that division, but it's theirs to win at the moment. I think we're all just anybody but the Steelers in that <laughs> mentality. I don't know. It would be pretty funny if the Steelers won that division with a tie. <laughs> okay. And one last hurrah for Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and I'm not really an anti-Steelers fan. It's just this year doesn't feel right because I think it's because how they've drafted. Mm. And – when you try to be that historic franchise and give people money, and then when you realize your backup, your successor right now is Mason Rudolph and a Dwayne Haskins, who you don't even know what you're getting out of it, I would be kind of livid. Yeah. I always look at teams I, who are not my own that I don't want them to succeed if they really just kind of pissed on the franchise a little bit. Mm. So that's why I'm always kind of like very anti to certain teams throughout the leagues and MLB football and basketball I don't care basketball I like seeing the same team suck suck I know it sounds terrible to say <laughs> but every time that I see the Minnesota Timberwolves are doing bad I'm it's like, pretty reliable right yeah it's like yeah that's reliable right I, I don't know how to explain yeah, it the magic that. sucks it's like oh yeah yeah it feels good man like it feels good all other sports I'm like uh that's why you get kind of excited for the Browns You're like, hey, this is good for them mm-hmm. but if it's um if it's if it's that other team, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Like, Sac- like oh. Sacramento Kings ever became good, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of had Christmas came early for me when I saw Luke Walton. What was the first thing I did? I'm like, oh, Luke yeah. Walton's fired. Hey, That's it. Yeah. Because it's just the norm. Yeah. Yeah. I need that in my life. Yeah, Luke Walton. Because you could only feel good about a franchise like dying, all, like when the Lakers go, went into the sucking years, not once yeah. but twice, because there was a two year. You know, there was a Luke Walton kind of era, and there was yeah. also the Mike D'Antoni yeah. beginning of the end for it all. Mm-hmm. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, goes from there. But you, know, you want to see basketball is very weird, and I think everybody agrees. It's good for business when the best teams succeed, except for the Knicks. The Knicks were never really a good team in a franchise history, in my opinion. So there you go. I mean, the '90s. The '90s was like the the best 
Like, but, well, the Knicks were le- the Knicks were legitimately a good team in the nineties. So, yeah, twenty years. But, yeah, so but awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, no, I know. Millennium kind of screwed them over. Anyways, uh, let's let's uh, let's see. Forty ers beat the Jaguars thirty to ten. I don't, I didn't Meh. pay attention to that game, so I don't, I don't care. Uh, the, so uh, we got the the <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Here we go. Charles is about to, oh. about to take off those pants right now. Uh, let's see. So, out in Minneapolis, Minnesota, rivalry game between the Vikes and the Pack. And Vikings? Justin you know, Jefferson's a beautiful, beautiful boy. So, here we so go. So gifted. It's still baby vessels for me. 34-31 over the Packers. Aaron Rodgers played the game, you know, second game back from the whole uh, uh, <laughs> immunization fun that he had the other day. Okay, throws four touchdowns, three hundred eighty-five yards. All right, you got all that. But hey, Kirk Cousins, three touchdowns himself, three hundred forty-one yards, three hundred thirty-five. He had himself a good game. All right. And yeah, the insights here on NFL, just throwing out here all the stuff Aaron Rodgers like surprised Drew Brees, tied Brett Favre, and did all the other stuff. But that doesn't matter, right, Charles? You know what matters? Wins. Yeah. Y'all, y'all settled too much on your fantasy football love, and he ain't producing that dubs. And this time, he is two weeks away from the rectal ivermectins. <laughs> so, two weeks out. So, and, and puts the, the Packers. the team that can't close, who finally closed out. All is right. Uh, the Vikings are so. Uh, it's. I wouldn't want to play them. If they can figure, if they can, if I get the ball, last. if they can get their stuff together, they can make a, a wild card run. I mean, right now, I haven't even looked at the standings for for the that NFC. Team is to be fundamentally honest. sound. It's just bad coaching, plain and simple. And yeah. I like Mike Zimmer, but Mike Zimmer, yeah, you think about it. They've lost like games in the last minute, man. Mm-hmm. In the last minute, like multiple times, and sometimes they... right now they occupy that 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 sixth spot in the NFC, right? So and they're they're kind of toiling there with like here we go, New Orleans, San Francisco, even the Eagles, the Panthers are in it. Like that's that's where they're toiling because there's there's a clear separation between the other teams, right? You got the 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 Cardinals, who of course we know your feelings on them. You got the Packers, and we know Charles' feelings on them. Okay. And we got the Bucks, okay, defending champions. We got the Cowboys. At seven and three, cool. and then the Los Angeles Rams at seven and three. So there's a separation, right, between the the good teams, and then you got the other ones toiling there, and you got Minnesota, you got Minnesota right there. So, so the Vikings can sort of yeah, yeah, they could, they could, they they could, yeah, they could be one of those those teams in the in the wild card round, especially if they end the season pretty hot that you don't want to face. You don't want to face I mean, like Dalvin it. Cook if he can stay healthy, or Madison, or you know, and, 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 and you know, Dalvin Cook gets stay healthy and or uh, keep, uh, some things tied down in the uh, off the field. But uh, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Anyways, so yeah, so the Packers lose to the Vikings. Okay. And uh, Jefferson for the Vikes, eight, eight receptions, a very nice, hundred and sixty-nine yards, two touchdowns. And yeah, yeah. So, oh, adding to that narrative, right, Charles? Adding to your narrative. Yeah. Adding to my narrative. Yeah. Winners win all the time. Guys who just get your points on fantasy football, everybody loves it. Just get your points on fantasy football, and that's what it feels like. He's just you know the fantasy footballing. 
I'd even notice uh, BU's comment here uh, from, from when we were talking about Mayfield. Those progressive commercials cement bait Mayfield as not being likable. <laughs> well, there's, there's the line, right? I didn't, I didn't even notice that BU. Sorry about that. We're about like 10 minutes since he posted that comment. So I didn't even notice here on the screen. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, I don't know why. I, let's see. Oh, no wonder my chat's kind of closed here on my uh, my software here. It usually is much bigger. So now I can see it. There we go. There is that. Guy. I just wasn't pay, fully paying attention to it. Yeah, I, but I, I, I have them here in giant letters, but my the, the window that had it was kind of not was shrunk so i didn't see it so, anyways it's also like a triple threat match in my room because all my pets decided to come in because they were <laughs> scratching at the door i'm like okay how do i do this delicately so it literally feels like a tlc of who could be the supreme dominant animal which is always great because every show there's always an animal interference yeah it's like my dog barking and the cat's like yo man and i'm like are you guys hungry or do you want to give me love because you're animals and you're cats and you don't give a shit about me you just want me to feed you because you own me and i feel guilty uh, so okay, we got the Ravens beating the Bears, sixteen thirteen. Man, fire Matt Nagy. I, I, I like. I feel bad for the guy, but you had it, and then you lost it, and <laughs> you've already lost Khalil Mack. Justin Fields, they think, is the guy. I said Justin Fields is the second best guy, but you actually need dudes to kind of see that. We love David Montgomery, but you had that in the last minute, just disappeared, and then the Ravens winning with um, Huntley, and you're like, what? Yeah. And you know, good on, yeah. good on it, you know, it was, it was seven to six going into the third quarter. It was like one, of, you know, ugly, ugly game. And it's like, oh, the Bears just gonna hang on. And it was like, ah, nah. So, all right. So, Ravens win. They pull out a win. Then after losing to the Dolphins, they they needed that. They needed to keep them separated from the rest of the division. Uh, Bengals, Bengals going into Vegas, beat the Raiders. Like, the, the Raiders can lose throughout the entire season, and they're still winners just because John Gruden's not their coach. <laughs> so, good for them. But they, come on, man. They like they got, they got had signed Deshaun Jackson, who obviously wasn't cutting it, to replace the speedster that was Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. And it's just falling apart at the seams. And that's just how it is now. But yeah. for the Bengals, I don't, I'm not scared of them. I'm not, I'm not scared of Jamar Chase. I'm not scared of Joe Burrow. I'm not scared of any of them. No, it's not really that they're a scary team. There's, it's just they're a team that that is building towards trying to be scary in the future. They're still in that transition phase, right? I think that's how I see it with the rebuild. And then okay, now they're in a division that kind of allows them to to stick around. And yeah, there we are. To be fair, though, we did not really see what a full season of Joe Burrow would do for the Bengals because he was injured. Yeah, I mean, that was their fault last season. Yeah, so that was a... Okay. So but, uh, I'll, give them, I'll give them that. But hey, I, they're 6-4. and four. Bengals going to Bengal. I know, but they can like, still finish like 11 and... Um, I, I keep forgetting the math. They can finish like 11 and 6 11 or something. And six. Yeah, so you go. I can do that. So that, that, that's a possibility, 10-7. and seven. Um, just depends how they finish out with their division games. All right, so uh, Arizona beats Seattle. Oh, frogs! Yeah, it feels good. It feels good though. My hate boner is just intense. So Russell Wilson Wilson loses three. Here we go. Another one of these stats that you hate, Charles. Three straight games in single season, first time in his career. There you go. Does he still have a hand? I don't know. Yeah, overrated. Overrated. <laughs> I said it. 
Right. Ain't no MVP. Never gonna be an MVP. The Turn Chiefs. The Chiefs beating the Cowboys, nineteen to nine. I'm talking about we were attacking the Bills for being fraudulent, but Cowboys feeling fraudulent. That or the Chiefs are are turning it on finally. You know, maybe they're they're finally trying again. Which is they're they're perfectly capable of doing. I I always felt that that was kind of the way that they were going about this season. Was like, ah, we'll turn it on when we feel like it. And it seems like that's where they're at right now. It's like, all right, Cowboys, all right, let's do it. Around a bit, Mess yeah. So that's that's what ha- I think that that's what's going on with them. So I, I'm not I'm not conservative, especially in that division. Oh no, they're gonna win it. So it doesn't matter. But, yeah, the um, they got the Chargers, the yes, but but I I don't have. I mean, I want to see a little more from the Chargers. But they beat the Steelers, 41-37, shootout. Yeah, but they slept, though. They don't have that killer instinct. Yeah, I know. That's why I need to see a little more from the Chargers, right? Because I, I, I mean, heck, I already labeled them as frauds on our group chat. So, And they lost to Bill Belichick. Yeah. And that's how you know if you're ready or not. Mm-hmm. You beat Billy. Yeah. You cannot beat Billy. And then, how is this a Monday night game? How how do who puts the New York Giants on a Monday night football game? The crooked NFL committee. Like, right, tell I, me that you Daniel have Trump. the Buccaneers. That's all right. Good. I get that. You got Tom. You got Tom Brady. And then you're like, oh, let's put him against the New York Giants for old times' sake. It's like, no, it's not old times. There's no Eli. There's nothing. <laughs> like this is. There's no sort of. Like oh, the Giants, the only team to beat him in the Super Bowl. Like, it, there's no, there's no reason for this. Who thought this was a good idea? Who thought this was a good idea? This is like, uh, crap. The, the NHL did this with like the Red Wings and the Avalanche in their outdoor game, and it's like, yeah, but the Red Wings were like in the Eastern Conference by that point, and like, there's no sort of, I mean, yeah, the rivalry was was insane. Back in the the late '90s, early 2000s, between those two teams, where they're back, practically killing each other, uh, heck, paralyzing each other, literally, and yet, and yet, then they they put them in an outdoor game, and it's like, sure, I guess, but it doesn't make any sense. There's no animosity between the two teams. Like it's completely the 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 rivalry was was dead was dead it was there for a magical moment for about a decade or so and then the red wings moved to the Eastern conference and it was over okay patrick Roy retired saquon barkley so care if he came back from an injury how much leeway should we give you you know if you're trying to perform yeah I don't know. I, I I don't know. The New York Giants are just they're not good. Jones is not a good quarterback. They, they fired Jason Garrett though. Yeah. Well. I think that will solve the problem. No. Yeah. I think anybody who is not a fan of halfback dive, halfback dive, slants, halfback dive, fumble, 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 I think punts. New York Giants there? fans are kind of. Uh, they, they're lamenting the fact that they they were so hard on Tom Coughlin and Eli. <laughs> It's like the BU says TBX Xavius wanted the viewership from the New York market. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. No, he's completely right. He's completely right. But, I mean, how many people uh, – well, I can't say that. There's a bunch of morons that are watching New York Giants in New York. Well, much like there's a bunch of morons watching the Miami Dolphins down here. And uh, so I get that, but – I definitely did not. I like. I was not going to pay attention. I knew that. Like, 
I, I watched Cowboy Bebop, so <laughs> that's that's my answer. To you. Like, I went to I went to the most anti football thing. I'm like anime. Like like New York Giants do not get me up in any sort of way at all, at all. There's no oh, matchup the for the New York Giants that 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 like this season. You can put them against any team. I do not care who they're facing. I will not watch that game. They're just they're just there. They're just a team that's there. There's a team there. I don't know. And ah, man, oh, so that that was that. And the Broncos and the Rams had bye weeks. So there you go. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I forgot to see the NFC. Or we saw the NFC standing with the AFC. It was like, so you got your Titans still in first place. Uh, Losing don't matter. Yeah, Baltimore trap game. Everybody, everybody wants to throw some hard trash. <laughs> at me. Baltimore All leads haters. their division. The Patriots do too. The Chiefs are right in the ship once more. Then you got the Bengals and the Chargers and the <laughs> Bills. Bills, and then you got the Steelers back there and the Colts and the Browns and heck, even the Raiders. And the Broncos. So what you're saying <laughs> and the Broncos. The Broncos feel like they might do a thing. And then the Dolphins are over there at four and seven. People actually might actually want to believe in them. That's so stupid. They do not know. I have I have learned the error. I've learned my ways now. Twenty years later, Charles, I'm not believing in anything that this Dolphins team is going to do. They are not going to go anywhere. Believe it when the season's over and if they're in the playoffs. Yeah, no, no, that that's literally my criteria right now at this point. I I am so I, I'm so done with this team. I am so done with this team. Okay, I got a good I got a good hockey team. I got a good basketball team. So I'm okay. Still, are you still? I thought you were loyal to your right. boy. The, the Seminoles Rogers. could beat the Gators this weekend, right? You know, even though I'm a Bearcats fan, we all know this, but still, that could happen. You know, they fired Mullins, which you know kind of gave me a hard on, <laughs> especially because he, he left Mississippi State for them. You know, that, that's my brother. That's where my brother-in-law went, and you know, Mississippi State's doing all right, and uh, and yeah. The Gators are trash, so you know. Um, been been. I'm I'm very pleased with with the situation going on there. Anyways, uh, all right. So we are. Has Andrew indicated if he's popping on yet? I have, I have not, not gotten anything from. I have him. not checked. Okay, so ooh, we are about two minutes out from the halfway point. I think I think I get I got I got one small segment that I did actually write out here. So we did do in player remember forget. So that that was cool. That was unexpected. That was a nice, it was yeah. a full circle player. Yeah. Kyle forget. Bowler, right? A name I, I legitimately forgot he existed as a human being. <laughs> but he's he's good. He's been he's laying low. He's laying low in his life, and that's that's a good thing. Oh, right? Bearcats are in the top four. So Andrew's gonna come kick him door Holy down. Holy sh! Oh damn, son, that's gonna be awesome. And then Here we go. Next week, and all this means nothing. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> then I will jump off the bandwagon. <laughs> I am not. It's, it's, you doomed them. It's bound to happen. Hear it here first, kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here okay. we go. And Andrew. Andrew says he'll be on in a second. Literally, it's kind of like you know. Yeah. It's coming. So Andrew's coming. All right. So we're 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 gonna have some fun. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the non-sponsor. Yeah. Exactly. I want him to pop on here. Uh, All right, so then I'll take the reins for a second here on it. So um, are you still on that Green Bay Packers bandwagon now, bud? 
Oh no, I, I left immediately once Aaron Rodgers was immunized. <laughs> so, so we're, we're, like, we're, I, uh, like I can't stand by behind this guy, and it's not because of, like, it's nothing like you know you know me. I'm like you. It's nothing political and stuff like that. I don't give a shit. But like, it, it's just like I can't have a quarter. I, I can't have a quarterback doing these shenanigans <laughs> trying to win a Super Bowl. I've seen the last four NFC Championship games. This is not going to go well. So uh, I have yet to hitch myself to a new bandwagon and I'm still, I I have a suggestion. Okay. All right. Considering the fact that um, we've mentioned them already and considering the fact that we've mentioned Sonny numerous times, the last couple of episodes, including who would be me in our live action casting. (laughs) You should be an Eagles fan. Just so you can be a I just want you to say fly eagles fly. Fly eagles fly. You know, Jalen Hurts bucking the tread. You could just, I, I can literally see the inner Philly in you. He's just bucking the tread. No one thinks he's starting quarterback, but he rushed three touchdowns. Birds! <laughs> birds are back, baby! <laughs> I, I need this. Go birds! Ooh. That's yeah, I need to, I sh- I should look at some of those like not some of these top these teams leading the division. I can't do that right now. All right, I did it with the Packers, and then you know, stuff happened. But like, I, I need to pick one of these teams that's like totally oh, right there. The you got them six and five. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of those six and five teams. You know, just uh, as I, someone. I just also there. want to hear you say the coach's name because his name is like Sirianni, but I want you to give your best like Philadelphia. Sirianni. Sirianni. Lift your shirt up. Come here, Sirianni. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Go, coach. I mean, it makes sense. My 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 aunt lives in Eastern Pennsylvania. You know, my cousins live out there. A bunch Jesus of Eagles Christ, fans. We made it come true. <laughs> I, I could. I, I I think I. You know what? You know what? We'll, we'll officially designate the Eagles. I'm on their bandwagon right now. Let's just do it. I've been watching a ton yeah, of. Always, I've watched Sean the last the three seasons of Always Sunny because I'd missed out in the last two, so I'm all caught up again. So. I, I feel like it's appropriate right now. Everybody, of course, likes um, Don McNabb and Andy Reid. That's a legacy. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, it's fine. Yeah, no, the only I, I always thought like that... Don McNabb is Philly fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I always thought it was so unfair. It was so unfair to him. The man was a legitimate Hall of Fame quarterback that they had for years, got them to a Super Bowl. You know, of course, Five almost won the Yeah, almost won the damn thing, you know. Andy Reid, the same thing. You know, T.O. was service was <laughs> was good enough for a season before he went all full diva again but yeah 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 philly let's do it let's go fly eagles fly e-a-g-l-e-s <laughs> eagles plus everybody love you know brian westbrook takeo spikes i believe was there for a bit yeah um, reggie white was there right yeah uh, dawkins as well yeah, they got some history. They got some history. They've won a Super Bowl in the era of, of color television. You know? I know that... that uh, oh, I've, I see more Miami Dolphins games uh, from the Super Bowl era that were shot in black and, and they, white. And they did have the Philly special now of Nick Foles, and yeah. we were revering that. We were loving that. Yeah. So I think Andrew's popped on here. Are you here, Andrew? Yo. Hey man, how about them Bearcats? Uh, I I'm hoping I'm hoping <laughs> that this isn't just gonna be a uh, double switch or some shit. <laughs> well, uh, okay, all right, we're we're gonna do the non-sponsor. We're waiting for you to pop on here. We'll do our okay. non-sponsor. We're about to enter the second half of the show, 
and then we'll get into that and then we'll, of course we'll we'll do our thanksgiving stuff and the cage and all that stuff we already talked about the nfl we didn't talk about lebron and the suspension or anything like that i talked hockey for a bit too but yeah we're, we're here let, let me let me get the the graphic on the screen here so we're, we're uh, we did actually we actually did a play remember forget that was legitimately pretty surprising <laughs> so Ooh, who, who, who was it uh, Kyle, Kyle Bowler. Bowler. I almost forgot his name already. <laughs> Kyle <Wait>. Bowler. <laughs> exactly. Former Ravens quarterback. A former, we yeah, circle. went to Cal, went to Cal. Um, but yeah. I uh, Wait, was he honestly, there before Aaron Rodgers got there? I think he's, I mean, was he the yeah. one before and then Aaron Rodgers took over? <laughs> well, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was before my time of getting into college football. Yeah, yeah. Basically, any anything outside of FSU prior to 2010, I I don't know anything about, more or less. Okay, so all right, player. Uh, gosh darn it, uh, freaking we're from non-sponsors, people, places, things, concerts, what have you that we have been enjoying over the last week. Uh, I think Andrew started last time. I think I could start this time. Okay, guys, because yeah. I've been listening. So my my non-sponsor this week is a comedian once more, Bill Burr. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Bill Burr. Talk about an angry comedian right there for you. Yeah. Oh no, and, and he's he's a you know huge sports fan. I like his comedy. I like what he does. Okay, he's got his own podcast, Money Morning Podcast. He talks about sports, gives out his own life advice and stuff like that. He's an angry guy. He's legitimately very angry guy, but he's we're he's angry t- guys. You know, he tries to soften his edges as well, and he, and he but he knows he has a problem. He's always on here. Um, what is this thing he has here about One Punch Man? Was did he actually do a voiceover in One Punch Man? If that's the I case, think he was in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, he's in a lot of things now. He's in a lot of things. Uh, he was uh, in uh, King of Staten Island. He was actually pretty good in that as well. He's got the F is for Family, which I I didn't really get into. Uh, on Netflix, uh, I mean, maybe I might give it a second chance. Maybe I just didn't watch. Maybe it, war- it gets better along, uh, you know, the way. Not sure. So I'll, I'll watch that. But was he in One Punch Man? I gotta figure that out now, man. Because I gotta figure hey, out what really episode can't he's see in. Him being on One Punch Man. I mean, he's bald. <laughs> I mean, he. Yeah. Was doing the comparison? I don't know. I gotta, I gotta. Bill Burr, One Shot, One Punch Man. What the heck? Is he into anime? If this, oh, oh, wow. Oh no! I, he probably did a voiceover in One Punch Man for the for the dub. Okay, all right. Is it like a? I will have to inquire further. Yeah, no, I I will now. I will research that on my own and see if he did a, a voiceover in the dub for One Punch Man. If so, I want to know what character he voiced over. All right, so there you go. Because I he's got a very recognizable voice, and uh, I just like him. I like his comedy. I like what he does, and, and he's he's doing a bunch of work. And I gotta figure out what he's doing in One Punch Man. Okay, so there you go. Um, he says, according to Wiki, no, he's not in One Punch that. Man. I don't, I don't know. No, maybe maybe he did a bit or something. I'm not sure. I don't know. Some there's some comedians where you know, uh, we trashed him a bit ago. Um, was it Jim Belushi? Uh, yeah, he's actually a huge anime fan. So I don't care. I know, but I'm just saying, like he's got some taste, you know. <laughs> Man, his form of anime is probably like Dragon Ball Z. No, I no, love he, me some- no, no. He's le- he legitimately asks fans for good ones to, to recommend to him. So he's, a, he's damn it, don't make me like him. <laughs> he legitimately, he legitimately likes anime, and he's always looking for some good ones out there. 
So there you go, <laughs> Charles. Come on, man. And you, then attack look, Bill Belichick loves his dog. You know, there's there's you, <laughs> there's things about people that. What you, is this world coming to? Remember when I could just respectfully hate <laughs> people by the show, by who they are as people, and so the shows. They yeah, before before social comments. media, you could just hate somebody just for like whatever you could see of them on TV and stuff like that. But now it's like, oh, they they welcome you into their lives. It's like, oh, oh my God, he likes the same damn things as me. <laughs> He's just like me. You know, it just has this persona like that goes about that. But yeah, anyways, yeah, Bill Burr. That that's uh, uh, what's damn. What's a good promo code, man? Promo code, ah, Boston. I'm just go Boston. There you go. B A W W. Yeah, Boston. I'm sure, B U rating me on my my Boston accent right now. <laughs> All right. Okay, who's going next? I could go. Yeah. So, y'all already know what it is, but it took like two and a half weeks to get there. But it is gaming season, kids. Oh, it is boy. gaming season. So, it's kind of like a two for. I'm going to give two shout outs in mm. one. One, I'm going to give a shout out to just the, the death of the holidays, which is Black Friday, because Charles has spent way too much money <laughs> last Saturday in Francisco. Has hated me because I am incessant about it's it's everything. Not, it's not just that. It's just like you know, you specifically know I want to so badly. <laughs> well, you know, I I don't care. You know, you, you if you're that person who says I'm gonna die, I'm gonna eat a tub of ice cream in front of you because every time of this year <laughs> when it's Black Friday time, Charles be buying his games, mm. and Charles bought five damn video games in the span of two days. All for like a total of 98 dollars. New games too. PlayStation 5 games. A Nintendo Switch game that was on $27. All those can be oodles and oodles. So there's a small little promo to Black Friday and the death of uh death of holidays and just love of commercialism. So I can just play video games on the cheap. Because what's the one thing we know about Charles? Charles won't play full price for anything. This is why Charles probably doesn't have an Xbox, because if you thought you were bad with Game Pass, imagine me. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till it comes on Game Pass and pay ten dollars a month. I wouldn't even pay ten dollars. So I just want to give a shout out that to the depth of commercialism or the rise of commercialism still around in Black Friday. But however, Charles recently beat a game. He had been hinting towards it. And I like games that can sometimes be chill. I like games that sometimes make my mind think. That's why I like some puzzle games from the old Nintendo days when we were youngest. And I like games that can kind of take a little bit of everything in the concept and make it a unique spin. And with Deathloop, Charles was very, very happy. He even teasing. He told you guys, "Hey, I'm not gonna go for a dumb." But I spent 20 hours playing Arcane Lions PlayStation exclusive, where you are on a repeating um, island of a 24-hour day span to kill eight visionaries. And it's made by the people who made Dishonored 1, Dishonored 2, and Prey. I hated Prey. I loved Dishonored 1. I loved Dishonored 2. It had been told as being Game of the Year. I remember being in one of my other group chats, like, how is this going to be, like, a 10 out of 10 Game of the Year, depending who they made it from? And those Dishonored series were a strong 8, but Prey was just so trash, man. I couldn't get behind it. But the idea, the concept is you have the same repeating loop, 24 hours a day. The game is split up into four sections, morning, noon, afternoon, evening. And you have to figure out the puzzle of it, of how to get all eight killed in the entire day so you go through you find the story you figure out their patterns you kind of mimic you know their styles you figure out what's the best appropriation you use some weapons you use some magical powers called the slabs and boy was it a good time it's a very small map of course it's just you know morning 
afternoon, afternoon, evening. However, you can revisit it at different times and see different changes. You can find out new information that comes into it. And if you like to be a dick and you like playing Dark Soul games, you can even invade other people's games as Juliana and then kill Colt. So Colt's main thing is that he can die multiple times and come back. But then if you kill the other visionaries, you can get their powers. You can get Havoc. You can get um, Ether. You can get other thing that I don't remember or recall. Um, Nexus, that was the other one. You can get the one that makes... Ether is the one that makes you invisible. There was another one that was very useful for me um, that I utilized a lot. Of course, it escapes me now because I'm put on pressure because I'm just a shy person when it comes to this. But what I liked so much about it was instead of making me think of being intricate and you get a lot of roguelike games where like it's a loop and you have to die to figure out the story. Actually, that's why I bought Returnal 4 for $8. Um, but I like the idea that you can kind of like kill the visionaries multiple times too because you have to, to beat the game, to break the loop, you have to do it within the whole 24-hour day span. So there's like one guy who has teleportation, which is shift, and I, I killed him like five times just because I could upgrade his slab upon killing him multiple times. And what I liked most about it is, even though I like Dishonored, even though I hated Prey, my problem with all of them is that they had a mor morality thing. And I like to play my characters as essentially good guys. I, I'm lame. What can I tell you? I'm an inherently good person. Um, I don't like to go destroy things like GTA. I was the guy who did GTA missions as opposed to trying to get five stars and beat up on people with baseball bats. Everything else was in, you know, inconsequential. However, that would affect their endings if you did bad things. Here in Deathloop, that's not the case. Just go mess some people up because you're all bad guys and you're just trying to break the loop. And I finished it. I like the ending. Some people were kind of frustrated with it. I thought it did what I needed to do for the ending because of the interesting lore. And I don't know if they make a series out of this in full because of the qualifications, but I did like it. 20 hours devoted. I try to play a little bit as Juliana and be a dick and avoid and invade other people's games because I wanted to get a trophy. But, um, I would even kind of maybe replay it, but I don't necessarily have to because if I know the pattern, I could just try to go again on the pattern. But it was interesting enough. I gave it a nine and a half, and I think it was just the rush of everything. When the emotions simmer down, maybe it's a nine, but it, it's strong. It's definitely in contention for my game of the year. I think I probably have time for one or two more games to beat to complete that list. Charles is going on vacation for the 10th to 20th. I think it will be a staycation, and I did buy five games. Um, maybe six, considering mm. if Charles picks up Madden for like that ten bucks, like because him. he's he, he's got the he's got the goals. But right now, it's in contention with Shadow Colossus remake for Game of the Year and Miles Morales. But big time enjoyment. It was on the PS5, so it was one of those fully formed games. Because here's the thing about these new consoles, fellas, that you got to remember: a lot of these developers, what they were given, if it came out in the first year or maybe into this is the first complete year, they're still probably running on the near like perfunctory performance of the console we don't know what we're gonna get in full blast so i'm interested to see what they can do from there so charles likes death loop very fun very big very enjoyable um might be my game of the year arcane you did good now you're purchased with xbox so you're only gonna make xbox games now so that's gonna go to francisco's but y'all should do it promo code um what, what can i what can i think of black reef okay yeah, it sounds. I like that. I like kind of how you said the mechanics. Like, uh, kind of reminds me of Majora's Mask, where you kind of do the same thing over and over again. You know. Yep. Uh, yeah, so and, like, and it has a very kind of cool vibe and aesthetic to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like the art style. Yeah, it looks good. Okay. Yeah, and it's. Uh, I, th I think it's on PC as well, but just PS5 and PSE right now. So there you go. I think it comes out to Xbox next year. 
Uh, it is PC. Get, it's yeah. just kind of buggy. Yeah. Well, they'll 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 clean that up. So, all right. Death Loop. Andrew, you ready? Yes, sir. Um. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm going with UCF again, but there's actually a reason for it. <laughs> a little bit different this time. All right. So last week, out of the middle of nowhere, no one was expecting this. UCF up and unveils a new secondary logo. It's an updated version of the Nighthead, as we call it. Um, we had used this old Nighthead logo since 2007 when we completely rebranded the athletic department from Golden Knights to Knights. Um, that's when we introduced the stacked UCF, uh, the stacked letters UCF logo. Uh, the batter up logo, which has since been retired, it was a whole new set of logos. Uh, last week, they—it's technically a new logo, but it's basically a re-envisioning of the that original Nighthead logo. So that in of itself is cool. But then, just yesterday, out of the middle of nowhere, UCF has been using white helmets all season because supposedly because of supply chain issues uh, apparently a helmet manufacturer supplier whatever caught fire the building did so it was destroyed and i don't know the full story there but either way in in any case ucf has had wearing white helmets all season as opposed to the usual mix of black white gold pewter and anthracite um and we were sort of expecting we were hoping that they would have a black helmet for this game this uh friday because it's our rivalry game against south florida on black friday um which has been the day that the game has been held every year since we joined the same conference back in 2013 and then sure enough they have black helmets and more than that, this year's black helmet is this version of it is going to have the new Nighthead logo on it. So everyone is very excited. And I also want to take this opportunity to uh, happy USF hate week, everybody. Yeah, I already hated on the Gators, even though I'm a Bearcats fan as well. As well, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second during yeah. our college football mm-hmm. discussion. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit of a quick one, but, uh, shout out to UCF and the graphic design department for a great new logo and, uh, a great uniform to end the regular season promo code nighthead 2.0. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I find it's a good looking logo. I, I like it very much. I'm glad that they, they went, Basically, just turning them on the side, you know, just making them face forward. Uh, so it just it makes sense to do it that way. So right. Easy. So you have one from kind of sort of side. Maybe you can do a profile version at some point. You know, uh, that that could that could work out too in the future. So you got you got different ways to play with the head. So all right, 
Okay, so uh, Andrew, this popped up, and I just kind of want to do this with you because we haven't really talked about logos and things like that. You know, you and I are both like, you know, jerseys and logo files, that type of stuff. Yeah. We, we're, we're super into it. I didn't even know the New Jersey Devils came out with the third jersey, and it looks horrible. <laughs> and it's, it, 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 not only is it horrible, it, it's very literal. <laughs> oh wow i didn't put it together <laughs> it just says jersey it's like a like a generic uniform right and actually to that just point, say sports on it or hockey <laughs> right to that point uh, a really funny group called um bring back hockey mm-hmm. which it's kind of a parody site, sort of very relaxed and groovy, funny. They released a shirt today that's in that a t-shirt in that same design that just says shirt. <laughs> and then someone is also taking uh, thinking of making a hat that says hat. Yeah. Like, hold on, let me see. What's the, the reasoning for historic New Jersey hockey teams, including the 1928 Newark Bulldogs? Also skated while wearing sweaters with white stripes all over the shoulders and sleeves. Okay. Uh, as always, these days, the uniform is full of manufactured meaning. Instead of simply rolling out with an appropriate, we wanted to replicate the sweater worn by New Jersey hockey teams in the past. They're explaining away just about every stitch of this thing, providing answers to questions nobody would have otherwise asked. <laughs> yeah, the 21 counties. I don't know what that they put in their names on the bottom hem there. Uh, for the 21 counties that make up the New Jersey, five stripes on the left. Oh, they literally put 21 stripes on this jersey to, to, to okay, and make up every jersey. And even though people, uh, people in New Jersey, a lot of them are Rangers and Rangers or, or even Islanders fans, um, or uh, if they're like uh, South Jersey or whatever, they're they're uh, they might be Flyers fans, you know, because like, uh, was it? Uh, Mike Trout's from that area, definitely Philly fan. So you got oh they 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 fucking trotted out Martin Brodeur for this. <laughs> okay, with the three uh, Stanley Cup championships there. Okay, sure. Uh, he has not aged well since retirement. Um, someone actually on Twitter asked if if because apparently he had a hand in this. Uh, oh boy. They asked if if someone's number can be unretired. Wait. Huh? So, Brodeur apparently had a hand in coming up with this design. Oh, and they wanted to unretire his number. Because they hate, it, they hate it so much. Oh, gosh. I mean, this is... This is just... It's not good. And it's just another line of bad third jerseys that are out there. I mean, I, I honestly don't know why the, devil, the Devils changed their regular... Um, uniforms to, to away from their classic the stuff that they've worn since the late or the early nineties. Sorry, that's when they switched to red, red and black instead of uh, and red and me, green. Let me just let me just say, I am not happy with what they did because the way that the old jersey looked, it had this nice balance to it. But no. They had to go. They and made, and even then, it was like they they made changes that were so like 
like inconsequential. It's like, oh, we'll just get rid of the bottom stripe. We'll move this around a bit. It's like, it's what's the difference? I mean, I know the difference, but like, what's the point of doing that? Like, if you're not going to go big, then don't go at all. And honestly, they don't have to. The Devils had a classic look. I don't understand what's the point. You won three Stanley Cup championships. You, you've been contending, that type of stuff, right? Like, it, it works. And the Devils aren't an ancient team in regards to NHL history, really. That's why they went back to, like, 1927, whatever, for these their roots in hockey. Was like they, I think they came over in, like, 1980 or something like that when they moved from, from Colorado. Was it KC then Colorado? They, they were the um, Kansas City Scouts, and they moved to Colorado to become the Rockies, and then they moved to a freaking um, Jersey. So, so there you go. And everybody just wanted a simple black uniform, <laughs> which would have made sense, right? The Honestly, if they if they did a reverse of their current uniforms, so the black is red, the red is black, and the Honestly, black. Is red. That would have looked really cool. They're, they're probably just going to do what the New York Islanders is, just go back to their old stuff and just be like, all right, that's it. Okay, good. Right? And then just have their retro uniforms, you know, the red, white, and green that they wear, I think for like Christmas or whatever. And just have that. And that's and then have a black jersey. There you go. We're done. We're done. Maybe make a – you could make a secondary actual devil logo as well. You could play around with that for a third jersey. But that's it, you know? So I didn't notice that. And yeah, the, the Royals also got new uniforms, but not home uniforms, but just like road uniforms that kind of look a little bit like their their, their stuff from like they said from the 70s and stuff back when the um, early days of the franchise and George Brett. So it's not, not much of a change. They kind of just took uh, are changing it from the old because uh, they had Royals basically in the the cursive along with a company in Kansas City version of that and now it's just block lettering with the Kansas City which kind of you know reminds you of George Brett that that type of era too so there you go so that's that's the Royals they got a powder blue uniform which is always great but people complain that they don't have the powder powder blue pants which is true if they're going to go with that old school style they they need to go all the way but uh, yeah there's there's the Royals and uh yeah that's what they're doing right now so, and I think that's it. There's you know, some minor league stuff, some soccer stuff, which I don't care about and I will not comment on. So we shall move on, guys. We shall move on. Uh, when do we want to do our Thanksgiving discussion? Should we, should we save it for later, afterwards? I say, I say near the end. Near the so end? For the end. Okay. Okay. All right. So we we don't even need a cage. We could do the cage. And we and... talk about this every year, but it's always, and it's our you know our, our opinions are pretty much the same. But we just love talking about it. So there, there we go. So all right. So Andrew, you are back from a uh, from the college football. You know, rubbing shoulders with the college football media elite, and my beloved Cincinnati Bearcats are are finally being recognized. What's going down? What's going on? Well, um, some history has been made. I mean, they, 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 Reese Davis pointed this out um, earlier in the show, but every year or every week this year, um, the Cincinnati Bearcats have made history for a non auto, a non, uh, shit, what is it called? Autonomous five. People call it the group of five or the power five, whatever. 
but the official terminology is the autonomous five and the non-autonomous five. So since he has made history every week because they are the high they have been the highest ranked non-A5 school in college football playoff history. The pre the previous record went to my beloved UCF Knights. They were ranked seventh in 2018, if I remember correctly. Um, Cincinnati started the season at six. They worked their way to five. And then the team ahead of directly ahead of them was Oregon. And they got the shit kicked out of them by Utah this past week. I think it was 38 to seven. So they got absolutely decimated. So it, a lot of people were wary about what the committee would do because the committee has shown time and time again that they really do not, despite what they say, they do not respect non-A5 schools. But I, I, think, I think they got their hand was forced and they put Cincinnati into four, which is the first time that a non-A5 has made it into the top four. So... What is ahead for Cincinnati? They face UConn. Oh, no, no, no. They face... Who is their last team? Crap. Uh... Well, anyway, I'll, I'll get to them in a second. So, uh, uh, Georgia stays number one. Everyone was expecting that. Georgia is just in a whole other playing field this year. That's not even fair. Um, they had a close game. Their first game of the year was just against Clemson back when Clemson was a highly ranked team. Uh, Georgia won that one 10 to three, uh, and they haven't looked back since. Um, it just seemed to be getting stronger every, every week. It's, it's insanity. Their game this week against Georgia Tech and clean old-fashioned hate, their rivalry game, uh, they're expected to win that one handily, which, which they're already guaranteed a spot into the SEC championship game alongside Alabama, who is ranked three in the top four. So assuming that Alabama wins their finale against Auburn, which is quite, uh, quite probable, um, and Georgia wins against Georgia Tech. Those two are going in there. Basically, if 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 Alabama loses in the SEC championship game, I can't see a reason for them to be in the top four. Um, they'd have two losses. Um, I can't recall a, a two-loss team making it into the playoff before. And yes, I know. They're going up against a juggernaut in Georgia, but uh, I don't see them getting in. So it, it look things look pretty settled right now. Let me say this. If Georgia somehow loses, as long as Georgia doesn't lose to Georgia Tech, they're making it into the playoff. Because even if they lose to Alabama, they've been so dominant this year, and they're losing to the number three team that they'll fall maybe to third or fourth. And there's been precedent from those two teams facing off against each other to make the playoffs anyway. Right. 
but if Alabama loses, uh, Alabama has to go undefeated the rest of the way in order to get into the playoff. They have to beat Auburn and they have to beat Georgia. It's it's no ifs, ands, or buts. Cincinnati obviously has to go undefeated, but even then there's no guarantee because, again, everyone is extremely wary of what the committee is going to do. Sitting right behind Cincinnati right now, if I remember correctly, is Notre Dame. That's a team that... It's, it's Michigan, actually, right now. Oh, it is Michigan? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I have it up here on the screen here, so... Um, we do Michigan, have is going, Michigan is going to get decimated by ECU. Thank you, BU. I'm looking at the Twitch screen now. So, yeah, uh, Cincinnati is playing East Carolina, ECU. Uh, I want to say that they'll win, and they probably will. But, you know, the past few weeks, with the exception of this past week against SMU, they've kind of been hit and miss. They've still won, but... You know they they haven't played up to up to high level of play against South Florida, Tulane, Navy, you name it. These are not exactly. Although you can sort of forgive Navy because they run the triple option, and that's just a pain in the ass to deal with. Uh, everyone hates the triple option, um, and really the only teams that run it these days are the service academies, Air Force to some extent, but certainly Navy and Army. Um, I'll, ex I'll do a learn a goof someday about what the triple option is, but in, in, in any event, Cincinnati, they have to win out. Uh, they play ECU. Thanks to be you telling me. And then in the conference championship, they're playing against Houston. Now, if Cincinnati wins this week, they get home field advantage. This is not like the SEC championship or the ACC championship. The, Conference championship in the American Athletic Conference is held at the home stadium of the higher ranking team in conference with a better conference record. That's one tie. They have a few tiebreakers, but in short, if Cincinnati wins against ECU, they're going to hold the. They're going to host the conference championship game. I, I, I like I said, I want to say that if they go undefeated going into the final rankings that they will be in the call in the playoff, but I don't know. Um, you know, the team behind them, like you mentioned is Michigan. Um, Michigan plays Ohio state this, this, this Saturday in the game. Uh, gonna if, lose that. if, if let me say this again, every, any given Saturday, you know, Alabama lost to Texas A&M. Florida almost lost to Samford. I mean, you you never know. Uh, but in all likelihood, Michigan is going to get their asses handed to them by Ohio State. Because Ohio State beat Michigan State, I think, 52-7 to seven or something this past weekend. And Michigan State beat Michigan. And so we all by, know Jim Harbaugh never wins big games. So. Right. So by transitive property, Michigan is going to get manhandled by – Michigan is going to get manhandled by Ohio State. Again, you never know. But Michigan's only chance of staying in this thing is if they beat Ohio State. 
the winner of this game, if I remember correctly, is going to the, the conference championship game against, I think the front runner is Wisconsin. Um, yes. So Wisconsin will be coming out of the West, assuming that they win this weekend. And then whoever wins the game uh, is going to come out of the East division. Ohio State has a little more, has very little room to work with because, again, they have the one loss, and it's to Oregon who got the shit kicked out of them by Utah this past weekend. So their strength of schedule just took a deep dive because Oregon beat them at Ohio State, which you're always, especially Ohio State has 100,000 people and it's, uh, at Ohio Stadium, it's an extremely tough place to play, and Oregon still went in there and beat them, and then they got their asses handed to them by Utah. So, really, Ohio State has a little more wiggle room to work with than Michigan because they are in the top three, uh, top four right now, but especially they're in the second place right now. But again, both them and Michigan are going to have to win out. So, now going back to so let's assume Michigan loses. The next team in line is Notre Dame. They're playing against Stanford, who has had a really bad season this year. A lot of people are Notre Dame is expected to win there. So here's the problem. Let's assume the rankings stay the same. So you've got one, two, three, four. Everyone wins except Michigan because they're they're going to lose. So you've got Notre Dame now at five, nipping at the heels of Cincinnati. Here's the problem. Earlier in, this, earlier in the season, Michigan ranked ahead of Michigan State despite a head-to-head -head win. So a lot of people are thinking that there's some 4D chess going on here with the committee where they set the precedent already that a head-to-head win isn't the end-all be-all. Now, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame earlier this season at Notre Dame, and it was not a particularly close game either. So logic would dictate Notre Dame, uh, Cincinnati should stay ahead of, of Notre Dame because they have that head-to-head, -head, and both have been extremely dominant since then. But you never know. Um, that would be if if Cincinnati, that would be the ultimate fuck you to Cincinnati and all the non-A5 schools to put them in the top four and then at the last second... Just yank it out from under them. Exactly. Mm. Um, that would be the ultimate F you. And the problem is... Sounds like Vince McMahon. <laughs> the problem is the committee has already set the precedent. They, they set it thanks to Michigan and Michigan State. So it's not like they can just say – it's not like it came out of nowhere. They can look back to, well, you see, dun 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 Yeah, it's like, oh, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. And then since Cincinnati had this – I'll tell you, I tell you, listen, uh, hear me now. If this happens where Cincinnati is dropped below Notre Dame, this is going to be the justification. Cincinnati had a few weak games against lesser competition. Notre Dame has been solid this whole season, just getting better. We have in the past said that head-to-head -head isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all. 
of rankings. So Cincinnati appears to be getting worse as the season's going on, but Notre Dame is getting better. Therefore, we think that Notre Dame deserves the playoff spot. And then they'll just lose in the finals to get exactly. back to like number 25 or whatever. No, 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 they would lose in the semifinal. They, they're going to get no higher than fourth, barring some massive shakeup in the top four. And that would put them, again, I'm ass- let's, let's assume here that Georgia – wins out so they win their finale their regular season finale against georgia tech then they beat alabama then ohio state beats michigan so then cincinnati would jump to three and then notre dame would jump to four so i if everything else plays out like it should notre dame's going to get no higher than fourth which puts them up against georgia and they are going to get slaughtered um what I find fascinating, though, is let's say Cincinnati ends up remaining in fourth. You know, who knows? Maybe there is the jump where Notre Dame instead goes to three and then Cincinnati is into four. Who knows? But which is certainly a possibility because it's a mix of that jump I was talking about. But Alabama probably losing the conference championship game against Georgia would drop them out. That's also a possibility. But let's say Cincinnati is in fourth place. Who would they be playing in the semifinal? They would be playing Georgia. Who did Cincinnati play last year in the Peach Bowl? Georgia. Almost beat them. If it wasn't for Luke Fickle making a boneheaded time management decision, they would have won that game. And if they had won that game, they would have been in the top four Probably, if if this season played out like it did with the addition of the win last year in the Peach Bowl, they're probably already in the top four for a couple of weeks now. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I mean, that will be interesting because if if Cincinnati can play Georgia like it did last year, and again, different teams, Georgia's completely different this year. Cincinnati is also very different. Um, that'll be interesting, um, but we'll 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 see. Uh, unfortunately, uh, UTSA, the other undefeated team aside from Georgia and Cincinnati, eked it out at the end against UAB. Meet me, thirty-four to thirty-one. It was a last-second <laughs> win. I'll tell you. I wasn't expecting the Roadrunner. <laughs> that, that's their, that's their, their, I, no their, no i know what i know it's the team asco i didn't expect you to actually do the meet me <laughs> well that's that's the that's their rallying cry now is meet me that's that's their hashtag now is meet me so um, i just need them i need somebody who's a dog in any way their mascots to just go row row when they're like sucking and losing. is there a coyotes <laughs> in in college football is there yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, I think South Dakota is the coy- they don't go by coyotes; they go by coyotes. Okay, okay, which is like um, the coolest way of saying coyotes. I, I, I don't, I don't associate South Dakota with coyotes, but yeah, okay. Um, hold on, let me see. Yep, I was right. South Dakota coyotes. Um, I remember the weirdest shit. Um, but anyway, so 
that would be a great that would be a great uh, regular season game. Coyote, Coyotes versus Roadrunner, Roadrunners. That would be fantastic. They could have um, the uh, the Looney Tunes Bowl, right? Oh, you know, you know, get this. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in the nineties, there used to be a Cartoon Network ran this alongside the Super Bowl. They had a Looney Tunes Bowl, basically. I remember that. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't remember I don't recall this to be honest. Thank you for making me feel old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> if this is like way back when I I don't I don't because I I don't think even, we even had a Cartoon Network Mike Kill package a long time. I was just strictly Nickelodeon for a long time. I didn't have Cartoon Network till like the two thousands. But yeah, and then Did I, your I, I like you seeing the seductive ways. Of I, I don't know. It was whatever the cable Johnny package. Bravo. I don't know. I wasn't there. No, I caught up on Johnny Bravo as soon as I found out who he was. I was like, oh, this man. <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> so you, um, looking at uh, Dexter's Labs uh, side story character, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. with the caught monkey, up with that. Powerpuff Power Girls, was in that latex. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a, it's it's crazy. Looking back at it. You know, I'm 29 now. Looking back at it, cartoon cartoons back then were so raunchy, and it just totally went over our heads. And that is fantastic. You know, there's mm-hmm. the uh, yeah, you know, don't, don't go watching Rocco's Modern Life. Oh <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah, no, like Ren and Snoopy was more outward about it, but damn, but Rocco's like, Modern Life was like oof. Like mm. Miss Bella from Powerpuff Power Girls. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mayor was in love with her for sure. Yeah, man. They don't make I cartoons mean, like they used to anymore. Do you remember him from Powerpuff Girls? In today's modern age, 30, 25 years ago, we had a lobster devil villain with knee high socks. <laughs> fishnets. Everybody's freaking about it now. Of, oh, what's going to happen to the children? Whereas we had basically, you know, the transgender, transgender devil out there. But, you yeah. know, people these days like to hate on everything. They don't let me love my lobster. I, 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 you, I love it. I love it. But anyway, back to my main point. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, still a lot to play for. I know that, you know, there's still the final week. Um, then you got conference championships. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, this has been a season filled with upsets. Um, not as much as 2007. It for a little bit looked like it might be going that way, but it's kind of settled down since then. But you, you, this has a, been a very crazy, crazy year. Um, so we'll see. Um, well, I mean, there, there's at least a little bit of hope, right? A little bit of hope with Cincinnati. So that's, that's, that's what I'm going to like. If they, okay, if they make the playoff, Andrew, if they make the playoff, I'm going to buy a damn hat. I'm going to buy a damn Bearcats hat. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Put it out there on the line. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's your big, you know, die on the mountain kind of thing. Yeah, no, and not 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 one of not one of the cheap like dad hats. No, I'm gonna get one of like legit like, you know, you know the flat brim and whatever. I don't know if I'll get a snapback or fitted. That'll be my decision when that comes when that time comes if it does come. So yeah, yeah. If they do if they do make it into the playoff, I'm buy a Cincinnati Bearcats hat. 
Okay. There you go. Did, did I throw that shade out to the Aaron Rodgers? I said if he won a Super Bowl, I'll buy a jersey or something. Yeah. That, uh, 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 that might have been something else, I think. But uh, you know, I know we some steam. I think it was last year. I think it was last. Like the NFC Championship. It was last episode. Like that. Oh, was last episode? Okay. Yeah. Because I, 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 I remember we made the Boone equivalent. Mm, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let me. I want to just briefly touch on something mm. uh, else related to college football. So Miami, Still against sucks. all yes. odds, is bowl eligible. Manny forever, baby. <laughs> in the Dollar Tree Bowl. I mean, did you guys see that the the a lot of the uh, old school guys, the alums, had like a little Zoom meeting together? About the John the Gold. Let's just sit yeah. in the corner. We gotta kill this man. <laughs> We're gonna go seven. It was like Ed Reed yeah. that decided to hold it or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, that happened. Uh, Miami is full eligible. I don't, considering how they started the season, I don't think anyone was going to expect that. I think my uh, Manny Diaz just saved his job. Ha! <sighs> don't say that. Charleston Rambo saved his job. And Dyke saved his job. Charleston Rambles So did, now, right? going back, so Miami, they wrap up the season against... It's uh, Virginia, see. I believe. Or not, Virginia, Duke, okay. Duke, 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 Duke. Duke, yep. They're going up to Wallace Way. Uh, how is Duke doing? They're trash. They're like 3-9 or 3-8. Oh, it's a perfect game for you guys to lose. Exactly. <laughs> Which I need them to lose. That's that's, so, a, that's a perfect trap game going up to Duke, yeah. Yep, three and eight, three and eight. Um, so UCF, of course, bowl eligible. They uh, they won this past week in convincing fashion against UConn in the civil conflict. Yeah, you guys trudged yeah, out. Not the real trophy, trophy, a replica of the trophy. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of disappointing because I really would like to know yeah. where I don't know, some the original trophy. Somebody is. probably tossed it into a broom closet and forgot it, and it probably got destroyed. <laughs> but I, I think that it's lost to the the sands of time. <laughs> that or some booster has it and doesn't really like give it up or anything, you know. Um, <laughs> you saw bees coming there. Bob Diaco's closet. Bob Diaco's closet. <laughs> I I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Um, but anyway, so UCF plays South Florida in the war on I four. I'm pretty sure Diaco's claimed he in fact actually does have it. Diaco, if you're somehow listening to this, to this, give us the trophy, please. Please, we beg you. We want we want the trophy. We want the precious. Um, so that's UCF. They have a chance of going eight and four on the regular season, which would make them the winningest program in the state for this season. Um, because Miami's best regular season record is seven and five. Um, I had to do some math there for a second. Um, the other big four are Florida and Florida State. Trash. This, boys, this, my friends, 
is the most important Sunshine Showdown for both teams in quite some time. It's pretty pathetic. It's gotten this down, this far down for both of them. But uh, I'm ready to to slather myself up uh, Saturday if this actually happens. let Let me explain why, Joe. Both teams are five and six. Winner goes to a bowl game. Loser stays home for the winter. And all they have to look forward to are final exams. No bowl swag, no nothing. Yeah, I'm ready for it. This is the first time in a while where one game will so dramatically affect the outcome of both teams. Dear God, these two two teams were playing this game to go to... uh, to try and win a national championship, like back in 1996 or something like right. that, and now like, come to this. <laughs> like for, but and what I mean for both teams, I want to, I want to clarify. You know, in 2013, FSU played the game with the national championship on the line. They lose, right. they drop out of the one spot, they don't go to the natty. Florida, same deal, you know, back in 2007, 2008, their last regular season game was against Florida State. And there have been some middling years where, uh, you know, one loss here and there. I mean, FSU has lost the final game to go under 500 um, against that was their way. Beating Florida was their way to get into bowl eligibility, but they lost. But Florida was already solidly in bowl eligibility, even if they weren't, you know, going to a New Year's Six Bowl or anything. Here, it's it's truly a case of winner, loser, go home. Um, it's going to be ex- extremely exciting, and I believe it or not, I have not watched a Florida State game in quite some time. I will be watching that one uh, because there's a lot on the line there. Of course, Florida is favored because they almost beat uh, Alabama at one point. Florida State hasn't really had a lot of big wins this year um, or close losses against good teams. So we will see. That'll be very exciting. Meanwhile, Dan Mullen, head coach of Florida, he gone. He's out. Yummy. And it's not a situation like uh, Butch Davis where he was allowed to, where he coaches the final games of the year after he was told that he wouldn't be coming back. No. Dan Mullen was offered the opportunity to come back to coach the final game, but he said, no, thank you, sir. So he's gone. Um, (laughs) Who the hell wants to spend three more weeks in Gainesville? (laughs) (laughs) No, Exactly. Well, there are, the hell you only go there to go to the University of Florida. That's it. After that, you get out of that shithole. Or score some fine math. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So that'll it'll be very interesting. Uh, a lot of speculation of who might take over head coaching gig there. There's a ton of other positions already open. Uh, you never know. So, very exciting final weekend. This is rivalry weekend, boys. 
this is all the big games. Uh, you know, Bedlam, Bedlam, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Very, very. It's been a while since the since Bedlam has been such an important game for both programs because. And there it is on the screen. There, one is number seven. One is number ten. You know, if Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State's, and the Big Twelve conference, for that matter, they're one. They are the one remaining hope for that conference to get into the playoff. Um, and it's it's the chances are still not that good. Um, because let's see, Michigan loses, that'll push them up one spot to six. Uh, and then you've got Notre Dame ahead of them. It's, it's, it, the, the odds are not good, but they are the last chance. Oklahoma, barring some incredible thing, is not going to get into the playoff. Uh, so a lot of... Like I said, very interesting, very exciting rivalry weekend, and we're going to see how this thing shakes out in just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. All right. That's their one through of college football. Very thorough, Andrew. Very thorough on this one. Very right, nice. Okay, guys. So how do we want to do this? Do we go into Thanksgiving discussion? Do we want to end with a cage? I'm not sure. I will give you a very brief cage. All right. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that then. We'll, we'll head on over to the cage, and then we'll we'll, we'll get into Thanksgiving talk. And, of course, we'll do our all thankfulness that we always do every year when we get around this time. Okay, Charles, let's let's get into it. All right, welcome, everybody, to your weekly True Facts to the Cage with Charles, a very quick, very abridged version. As you know, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It is a song and dance. It is poetry and motion about men and women trying to beat the holy hell out of each other, establish their legacies, win some championships, steal Vince McMahon's golden egg from Red Notice because Netflix paid him a ton of cash to put in there because he's a money mark. Um, and all of those other fun things. Now, we said it was going to be a bridge. Why is it going to be a bridge? Not a lot happening. So we're going to do this right. AEW, wait and see. We're just coming back from the all-out, or I'm sorry, full-gear pay-per-view. We know that certain things are coming to fruition. We're building up the storylines. We might be getting MJF versus CM Punk. Sign me the F up. But I also kind of want Eddie Kingston and him to continue. That's my AEW comments right then and there. Kenny Omega is going to go on some surgery vacation-wise, heal up, go from there. Matches be happening, but nothing to kind of go for. Tune in on the final episode, and we'll kind of order the final season finale episode. We'll stage as that for more insight. Impact, nothing going on. Ring of Honor, I feel bad. They're taping the final episodes because, as you know, and Andrew, I don't know if you're there with us, Ring of Honor is closing down shop for a bit. So anybody who has a current contract that Falling runs hard the end of the year is getting there. fired. And they're not going to get the money. So there's a lot of people who are basically saying, hey, it's like walking in depth sentence. Dalton Castle, Matt Taven, longtime mainstays, and it just means nothing. Now, Jay Lethal's on AEW, so maybe some of the other guys are gonna, and gals are going to go elsewhere. They can also go to WWE because, you know, they fired everybody. Yeah. I, we talked about on the show the releases last week, right? And I was like, ah, I hate this. I don't remember. It's been a long week. But, yeah, just a reminder, WWE side – People be fired. Vince McMahon goes make money. Survivor Series was this weekend. I didn't watch it. Every year there's like two throwaway pay-per-views, and there was no real story coming into it. I heard Roman versus Big E was very good, as were the Survivor Series matches. But meh, meh, I have better things to do. Charles is watching Wheel of Time, which is not good. 
and I've listened to that audio book the entire series, and the show is just not a good adaptation at the two episodes. Charles watching Cowboy Bebop. That's an interesting adaptation. We, I, let me finish it, and I'll comment on it, because Francisco and Andrew know how excited I was for that, because Charles did his whole rerun of Cowboy Bebop. I think I non-sponsored them two weeks prior, maybe, if memory serves me right. Um, if not, I'll just give a side love non-sponsor. NXT, they have War Games December 5th. That'll probably be where we end the cage on predictions, even though I have not really been following NXT religiously. I know what's happening, obviously, because it's me. But um, interesting, interesting thought processes that are coming into it. Vince, Survivor Series is such a throwaway, but I was writing my predictions, guys. Raw was the winning side. They went five of seven. And of course, Roman had to represent SmackDown. They teased Rock as the 25th anniversary of him being on Survivor Series and coming into it for the years in WWE. And of course, Nothing came to fruition of it, but they're going to tease Roman versus Rock for a while. It'll happen after Roman finally loses that belt to Drew McIntyre eventually because I can't have nice things in my life. Um, yeah? Watch wrestling? That's all I'm going to give you on a very abridged part of the cage because I'm about something bigger right now. I'm about that turkey. And we're going to be talking well, to Charles, I have a quick question for you before we move on. Yes. Did you see that uh, tackle? Oh, yeah. Okay, I can comment on that. Sorry. I forgot about it, and it was in my notes. So, a fan went to tackle Seth Rollins and Raw yesterday, and this is, like, the second time that I've seen a fan come near Seth, and I don't know why. I've heard rumors, and we do not buy into rumors, good sir and gentlemen and ma'ams out there, Um, but so some guy at Raw just goes and tackles Seth, and Seth put him, like, a guillotine hole to hold him back. And that guy's very lucky because Seth Rollins, you know, the TV, when you do the camera far and away, does not make big people look big all the time, especially in wrestling when there's superior, bigger people. Seth's kind of a big dude. And um, he going to wreck that. You know, he was going to choke that guy out. So it, it's a very scary situation. And then, you know what, damn, I thought it was going to be a bridge thing, but now I'm going to talk about toxic masculinity culture, so we're doing this. And then Chavo Guerrero, the nephew of Eddie Guerrero, Chavo's kind of loved by me. I, I don't think he's the greatest thing of all time, but I can respect Chavo. So Chavo goes up and says, hey, remember when wrestlers used to be like men or tough and stuff like that? Buddy, there's no business for a fan to even come through that barricade to physically tackle a performer. Um, everybody was all upstage when the Revival beat the hell of the guy who tried to go against poor old Bret Hart a couple years back. Seth, I think, was professional because for me – I wouldn't have been in Isaiah Stewart. I just would have beat the hell out of the guy personally. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking um, at the size difference between this guy who's mega, mega. Like I that mean, guy's lucky that Seth went the, the professional route. Yeah. Um like he could have killed him. Seth, like he Seth, literally could have killed him. Big man. You know. But then also you have to think of what the fan could have done. You know, any shot. What if he? I mean, it's really a cheap shot. Him? It's a cheap shot. He's just coming well, in from an angle that he, he, he like Seth just had like only a second to react to it, and he actually did. Yeah. He actually did. You saw. I mean, of course, yeah, of course, he's a professional, right? He's oh like, hell no! I'm not gonna let no dude hit me. And so, like, he actually, like, as you see here, I'm doing it on the screen here for, for the audio version. The guy's coming in from his uh, from from Seth's right side here, just from the, you know, he's got a camera in his face, so he's like, you know, playing to the camera at the, at the, at this moment. The camera guy's going, and then this guy just comes in from his right, just out of nowhere, and Seth kind of sees it. And, like, he's got about maybe a second to react to it, and he does. Like, he takes the impact, like, easily. And, of course, this guy is probably throwing his entire weight onto him, of course. But, of course, Seth Rollins has all the training in the world to, to, to you know, handle that sort of an impact, of course. 
but it's, and, it's still a person who's trying yeah. to come to combat. And you. Yeah, yeah, you never know. He could he could have had something in his hand, right? You know, yeah. a bottle or something so like that. The guy was obviously arrested for aggravated assault, and then like another charge in New York, which I think they put as disrupting cultural something. It's weird. Like it's an actual charge, and I would go into it. And I like Seth too. Seth is actually part of my feud of the year. That's a spoiler for my end of the year stuff because I, I as you guys know, I'm accumulating things for the the cage list for the end of the year beginning of the year stuff but um yeah and on tv they of course you know they showed it but like and then of course they were just turning away from the kid <laughs> like okay just yeah, that, yeah just cut away to something else you know but but there's no business for it and then you guys gotta remember wrestling's kind of weird about a year and a half ago sonia deville had the stalker if you guys remember that case where he was literally found where she was had zip ties stuff like that so I don't know what people's problems are. I'm not going to do the media spin and automatically say it's mental health, bad people, or anything like that. But I'm going to bring it back to Chavo Guerrero. Don't, nah, bro. Nah, bro. You don't, you don't want none of that smoke of some dude randomly coming across you and hitting you or tackling no. you or doing anything like that. And also, let's be honest here. The problem, poor thing for Seth, is in today's day and age, everybody sues everybody. So imagine if Seth just went harder on that than... A normal person would and then he just pops that guy's shoulder out yeah, then he's getting yeah, yeah. oh, it's, not, it's not self-defense if you use too much power oh, yeah man. yeah because you can see it that's just how we are in today's Towards. legal system and we're very <laughs> litigious right ramon full the circle yeah even even in my own segments that i'm known for that i can't escape that man son of a bitch um it's a very litigious word there's so much of it. but chapel girl what city did this happen in where was this of Brooklyn, so of course, oh, of course, ah, Nets fans, oh. yeah, yeah. They're like, he's like, what did he say about Kyrie Irving? <laughs> Just hitting him. Uh, that's my, that's my, that's the, my own storyline drama that I'm believing. I'm believing that guy is sensitive because Kyrie Irving doesn't love football or I'm sorry basketball anymore and he's just uh, so angry yeah. he brought out to Seth Rollins in imaginary sense anywho um that's what happens Javo you're also got a goon so I'm gonna just do a twofold on that one and that's really what I have for you on the cage this week okay guys so we're we're into this discussion now and so we, we always get around this time of year right it's Thanksgiving we always give thanks to uh, everybody that watches our show. Thank you for watching us. Thank you to all of the the actual sponsors who somehow sponsored this show. <laughs> you know, uh, McDonald's only did that McRib spot with us once, and it was done. We, we butchered it. We butchered it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't blame them. Can't... <laughs> it was the worst ad read I, I, we've I've ever done. Said I'm not going to eat a McRib. <laughs> yeah, we just man, that was bad. We were really awful on that one. So McDonald's ain't coming You know it's bad when we won't sell out. Yeah. No, no, it's true. We we did give our actual feelings on it and everything. Look, it wasn't that bad. We just like, just don't get this one item. You can get something else from McDonald's. It was cool, right? Like we're saying like, you know, uh, anyways. Uh, So McDonald's ain't coming back. But everybody else, thank you for sponsorships and stuff like that. The money we make. Uh, the, the one patron that we do have. Awesome jacket dude. Thank you for that. Of course, our, our loyal guys. BU, Freddy. Of course, thankful to you guys as well. Uh, thankful to everybody. Uh, thankful to all. Man, we are in like 44 countries that we've had our show listened to. So that's a thing. So that that's a thing, right? Like that's that's not an easy feat. You know, and I talked about this before, like people who make podcasts, they don't 
to statistically they don't get past seven episodes and look at us we're at 123 <laughs> so it's it's been good it's been cool so yeah we're here and i'm thankful for for you guys for being here so thanks uh, to everyone so that that's my that's my spiel there to, to get us into the real discussion which is about the food right and we talk about this every year and this is this is always a glorious occasion and, and, and you know us. You know us. We know we love to talk about all the delicacies that we like to eat. But here we are. But of course, there is a sports angle to the start of this discussion, everybody. Because Charles brought it to our light. And it was thanks to somebody on the New England Patriots. Just a likable team. Yeah. Just a very likable team. And now they're, yeah. Oh, man. Isn't that, man, it just feels so weird to... To, to just kind of be like, you know, that's a pretty good squad that they got over there. I don't really mind anybody on there yet. So, and they're in my division too. Uh, well, actually, I'm not a Dolphins fan no more, right? That's right. <laughs> I'm an Eagles yeah, fan, baby. Yeah. There we go. Anyways. Anyways, Charles brought this to light. Found his his spirit, not spirit animal, spirit player for for a bit there. And, and it was a... Um, was it uh, Matthew? Um, gosh darn it, was last Judon. Time. There we go, Matthew Judon. Uh, so had a press conference and a very intelligent reporter asking the real questions that we we actually do want answered. Asked him what what dish, what side dishes he likes to have on Thanksgiving, and the guy pivoted and talked about the stuff that he wanted. Well, he didn't talk about some of the stuff that he wanted, but he put some of the stuff that he didn't like. And and this one's huge. This one's huge for a lot of people. Right? And I'm going to read this verbatim as to what he actually said. So here we go, guys. I don't know if I should put on a voice for this. Maybe I should put on a Boston accent. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not even going to answer your question. I'm going to put my Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm, I'm going to do <laughs> 1998 Sonic the Hedgehog. Here we go. I'm going to tell you. We got to get macaroni and cheese off the table. All right, guys. I'm getting on my soapbox. Oh, man, he's getting on his soapbox. Charles loves him already, right? All right, guys, I'm getting on my soapbox. It's just cheese and noodles. It's not that good. Let's be honest, guys. Everybody here is probably a little lactose intolerant, so it messes up our stomachs, and we have to get it off the table. It's probably one of the most overrated dishes, but my favorite is dressing. I do love dressing, but get macaroni and cheese off the table and it will be much better Thanksgiving for everybody in the house. I have never liked macaroni and cheese. You know how they say, your taste buds change every seven years. You just gotta, every time I try it, it's the same thing. It's never going to change. It's never going to get better. All right. I'm almost 30 now. I'm pretty set in my ways, and it's disgusting. Get it off my table. The bathrooms will be le- <laughs> the the bathrooms will be less busy, and everybody will have a better day. So if you want to have a good Thanksgiving, don't cook macaroni and cheese. My whole family loves it. My brothers and sisters. My mom cooks it in a big pan. They know not to put it on my plate or that's fighting words. All right, I'm going to have to fight everybody in the house one by one. And I will wait until they eat their macaroni and cheese, get sluggish, and then I'm going to whoop them. (laughs) I love them. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to support all... 
I'm gonna support the flair. I'm gonna support the thought. I'm Ooh. gonna support. Um, and I like mac and cheese. I had mac and cheese for lunch today when I went to the barbecue shop. But I'm gonna leave with this to go with controversy. Support my boy Matthew Judon. Mac and cheese has no purpose to be there for Thanksgiving. Part of Thanksgiving side dishes and main meals is stuff that you don't normally eat. In my mm-hmm. opinion, mac and cheese is an everyday commodity that everybody has. I don't get the fixins every day. I don't get yams every day. I don't. I, I hardly eat collard greens, but I don't get that mm-hmm. every time. You know what I mean? Um, asparagus or whatever yeah. other mixtures that even, come into it. Even I don't like, get ma- even like, like mashed potatoes. I mean, yeah, you get them with KFC, but it's it's different for Thanksgiving. Like it's there's more of a classiness yeah, it, to it. You know? Yeah, because it's not. It's it's less dumped with gravy. You know? Yeah, exactly. In, yeah. in that sense, and it, it doesn't taste taste cheap and artificial because usually people make like real mashed potatoes. Whereas if you're just me at home, it's like, all right, what is, what is the puffin goes into? But Matthew Judon is right. When it comes to the table, we don't need that because it allows time for different kind of decorations, you know, and, and it is just noodles with cheese. And I'll tell you now, this is super controversial. All mac and cheese tastes the same almost because uh, if they use like the standard cheese, unless you go to the gourmet places that either yeah, do I mean, cheddar bits or they use bacon them, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and like they're still good, but at the end of the day, the noodles always going to taste the, sh- the same. So I- I'm with this. I support it. I get it. Gun to the head. You know, you got to eliminate something. I'm going to look at you kind of weird if you bring mac and cheese to the table. I don't think I've ever had mac and cheese at a Thanksgiving, but at 32, I don't have traditions. I, you know, but if I ever got into that wife, kids, white picket fence mentality, um, there ain't going to be no mac and cheese at it. Because I- if I could just make it every day, what's so special about it i have never i i don't think my family and there's people who do it like and maybe i mean we probably have them now just because the, the kids like it and stuff like that but like yeah like, but it's not like you know that's a kid's thing right so but like i've never heck even growing up myself i never associated mac and cheese with thanksgiving never really had it in the table i didn't think of it was like i didn't know people did that like yeah i've been to a steakhouse they've had mac and cheese i've been that sort of stuff but I don't associate it. Like, it doesn't connect with me at all. And I don't understand how this happened under my nose. But then again, I haven't watched The Sandlot. So what the hell do I know? So Yeah, you're kind of backwards (laughs) in your ways. Yeah, I finally got a PS3. So, yeah, you know, like, that's me. And I found this list here. And we're going to go through it here. Because this is our Thanksgiving show. So we got to go there. So it's a list of every, the most popular Thanksgiving side dish, according, you know, quotation marks, in every state. So we're going to go down this list and see what we agree with and which one, which state are full of heathens. So uh, Utah's well, most... Remember, I almost I was almost going to separate from my family because they forgot the mashed potatoes. <laughs> that, and I, and that, I make it known now. Oh, I, oh, that was last year, wasn't it? That was last no, year. That was two, that was that was two, two years, years ago. Yeah, but I remember. And then it's this year. I was appalled. And then my sister... So my sister's my pregnant. Thinking, so. My sister's pregnant and near due, and she's kind of been like hormonal. And I, I, listen, I know she had batty in charge, but if they ain't no mashed potatoes because someone forgot it or pregnancy brain, as as I've been told by her and clients in life, I'm just gonna up and leave. Like, no, we, we stand on our feet, man. But go down this list. Yeah. All right. So Utah, their favorite side dish is rolls, which Those yes, are good. yes, yeah. crescent rolls, crescent rolls. Yeah. Yes. So rolls, bread rolls that go on the side. Yeah, those are good, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. My brother-in-law loves this specific one that, you, you know, you don't bake them fully. 
you always like them just like that touch a bit of a raw doughiness to it you know that that's the way he does it i like a little crunch to mine but he likes it nice and like i like it right i like it just between where you guys are Mm, just when it's just when it's the beginning of being cooked yeah so that you before it gets brown right where it's just like mm, right there you know yeah side note andrew what's your thoughts on mac and cheese real quick uh, in general or as Thanksgiving? In Thanksgiving. I've never had it for Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, Matthew Judon, okay. you're correct about everything. Yeah, but man. But I, 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 I love mac and cheese. Yeah. But right. I, I've never had I've, it for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I don't think Matthew Judon, I don't know, maybe he actually does legitimately hate it, you know, and it really does bad things to his stomach, so that that's fine, you know, that that's his thing. What's but, different? You know, it's, it's one thing if it actually causes a health issue with you. It's another if you just don't like the taste, which all right, fair, but not all mac and cheese tastes like craft. True. Yeah. Like and it just doesn't deserve to be at the Thanksgiving table. Yeah, it doesn't seem classy enough for that, right? At least for Thanksgiving. And that that sort of like this is a one-time occasion. I know some people go big on Christmas too, but like, but it's it's you know Thanksgiving's the meal of the year, so. Yeah, doesn't seem like it's it should be there. Anyways, let's move on here. Uh, all right, so rolls were actually deemed the favorite side dish in Idaho as well, Wyoming, and New Mexico. They also ranked high in West Virginia. Time out. Time out. Mashed potatoes are not the top side dish. Oh, in Idaho? <laughs> I guess not. Maybe they have so much of it, they're just sick of it. So, yeah, maybe. So there you go. Montana is green bean casserole. Mm. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm I'm meh on cream be- on green bean casserole. Yeah, Colorado and Nevada. Yeah, Colorado and Nevada got mashed potatoes there. All right, I'm, mm-hmm. okay. I'm team. I'm team mash. It's requirement. Yeah. So here we go. All right, here's our here's our mac and cheese states. Everybody, places to avoid. And we got some mashed potatoes here as well. So, uh, so these, uh, those were the top two. Uh, tied for the side dish of the most states at 10 each. Both of them have 10. So many of the mac and cheese states were in the south. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Vermont was the only state that supported cranberry sauce. Oh, I don't like cranberry sauce. You don't eat it by itself either. It's a it's a topping. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't like cranberry either. I, I, my, my dad loves that thing. He loves the, the, I mean, the, I, the I gooeyness that comes out of the can, you know? I love cranberries, that, that but not solid like jello mold. Like yeah. So cranberry sauce. I, I mean, I guess they just straight up drink it. Uh, bro- broccoli casserole up in Kentucky. That's no, interesting. Never that. Yeah, never had that. That is going to be killer in the bathrooms later. Uh, cranberry sauce for Vermont. Cream corn in South Dakota. I can get behind some cream I, corn. I, I can get behind it. Yeah. I can if it's too runny, I'm, I'm not about it. No, no, you need a perfect balance. You need a perfect balance. No, because then it's just sloppy water. Ugh, that's gross. It's soup. Uh, uh, dressing for Alabama. Where's Matthew Judon from? Actually, where is he from? Well, um, let's 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 look into that first because we have to figure out where he's from because he talked about dressing. That was his favorite thing. So if he's from, are we speaking about dressing like salad dressing or? Uh, let's see. I no, think, I don't think I it's salad think dressing, dressing is another term for stuffing. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, so Matthew Judon, oh, oh, we love stuffing. Yeah, he's uh, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh yeah. That's where he is from. Okay. And uh, where is he? He played out in Grand Valley State. That's where he was drafted from. Okay. 
So, all right. White gravy for Arkansas, that makes a lot of damn sense because that's what we make for specifically my brother-in-law every year. My um, sister. So what's, what's white gravy? It's, it's gravy that's white. Yeah, it, it's got. Is there, is there a special kind of meat? It, it's, got, it's got please? eggs in it. It's got uh, some pork and stuff like that. It, it's actually, it's pretty damn good. I like it myself, to be honest. I like it myself. So, uh, like my I sister, feel like I've had it. I just need to see it. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Gosh, if I remind myself, you know, if listening back on this episode, I'll try to take a photo of it um, oh. because my sister literally verbatim copied the recipe from his mother, and we make it every year. And I actually like it. It's actually pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's Arkansas dressing is different than stuffing, which pulled six states. Oh, oh so there it is. There's a difference between dressing and stuffing. We got to figure out what's the difference then. Yeah. So what's uh, we're gonna look this up while while we're going down. This is very scientific, and I like this. You know, this is a sports show, everybody. This is uh, the best kind of learn to go. Okay, they didn't. Oh, they didn't specify what ten states were the the mac mac and cheese states, and which ones were the mashed potato states. Oh, that, that sucks. I want to see that. I'm oh. going Thanksgiving dressing. It looks like stuffing. I, I I guess maybe there's a I don't know. I mean. Classic traditional Thanksgiving stuffing, French bread, uh, chicken broth, egg, celery, fresh sage leaves. And then there's other ones that have. All right, let's see. What's the difference between stuffing and dressing? Stuffing is usually made out of cornbread and is drier than a dressing. Dressing usually has more of a pouring consistency and has added ingredients in it like onions and vegetables. Oof, I hate onions. I am staying away from it then. I mean, this is basically like a bread casserole. So, So there you go. And yeah, guys. I uh, I don't know. Is there anything you guys want to talk about more about Thanksgiving? If I don't have mashed potatoes, I will <laughs> just divorce my family fully. I'll go become a new. I'll go become family with uh, Francisco's family. Yeah, yeah come on, gonna give have me some me white, gravy. white gravy. Yeah, they're gonna give me white gravy. All right, some white gravy. Okay, here. I, I think we talked about last white year. White meat anytime. What happened, yeah, so that, that was your go-to: white meat or dark meat. Yeah, yeah. It's always dark meat. Damn right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So out of the meats that I get, because you know you got the ham, you got the turkey. I mean, I used to be so much more excited about the turkey, but I'm actually more into the ham lately yeah, now. So you know, like the turkey, I will eat the leg. That's that's what I get. That's what I always get. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's like the tryptophan or anything like that. But I just can't do it as much anymore. I can do the ham though. I can definitely do the ham. So there you go with that and uh, let me take a look at this old band lightning are spanking the flyers right now so there you go with that it's four nothing four nothing the third so that's good for the panthers the panthers play them tomorrow on the back-to-back so that's gonna be fun and uh let's see how's our beloved miami heat doing charles i saw they won okay because they were down for a bit against the pistons and then they came back okay good thing good thing all right, guys. So that's it for us. I have I've closed out whatever video game was in the background because it caused us to crash. I got to figure that out. But anyways, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll see you guys next week for the last one of this year. And then we'll come back next year. As we always do, we do this every year. We take a little break. We have some fun. We got Hanukkah. We got Christmas. We come back after New Year's. So have fun. Stuff yourselves. And uh, stay away from the mac and cheese. Bye-bye. <laughs> Good night, everyone.
Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Follow us on the Twitter, FJOJR, Charles is true, Dan Frijoles, because we are going to take some vacations, but they might be tweeting. <laughs>